Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sacking for the Win podcast, episode 12, I believe. Today we have... Or two, whichever. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing it's going to stay two, because I think we'll just have the first ten be the lost episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Season, we'll call it season zero. (laughs) We have, as you can hear, Michael Chrysler. Hi. We have special guest, Connor. What's up? One of the OG podcasters. OG? Me and Michael OG. Yeah. Well, all three of you are technically OG. And Naki. What up? Yeah. I think we might be waiting on Jonathan and possibly Machine Man Simmons, but uh, we'll figure that out later in the podcast. Can we not use that name, please? What? (laughs) Machine Man (laughs) Simmons? It's my favorite. (laughs) So, um... First thing on the agenda for the day, we are on iTunes now, guys. Yes! Woo! We're mainstream now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you guys can download our podcast on iTunes or on your fancy iPhone podcast app, and you can listen to us on the go with ease now. And you can find the link to all that on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash seckingftw. And... I do have a question real quick. Do those old episodes still exist somewhere? Yes, they do. Okay, cool. Yes. I, uh, In the I... deep, dark corners of the interwebs? Yep, exactly. They're there somewhere. I can find them, though. I saved everything. So we can we can have a, a little listening party some t- at some point. It would be great. So we can, we can all, you know, remember back on how young and naive and stupid we all were. Mm-hmm. And we can laugh about the... Bitching about the decks that are <laughs> completely irrelevant now. Yeah, bitching about Mecha Rabbit. I remember one podcast was like all about making battling boxers good. Yeah, dude, I remember that. <laughs> that was so much fun. Yeah, back when we used to do archetype discussions, which we should really do in the future. Um, I mean, I like the general discussions, but we can always just combine the two. I think. Um, after we do a post list discussion, whenever that happens, we should go on to archetypes. We can bring back RNG? Uh, dude, I was thinking about that the other day. Do you guys remember the RNG duels? No. Where we had a list. Oh, yeah. We had lists oh my God. of duels, we, or uh, lists of different decks, and we just used a random number generator. And yeah. then we had to we had play to build those build a decks. deck on the spot and play it and... Uh, I remember I had to run those uh, Amazon cards. That was uh... <laughs> it was Amazons versus like penguins. Yeah, man. Uh, that was unfair. That's some unfair BS. No, it was fun stuff. It was fucking awesome. It was, <laughs> but it was. That doesn't detract from the fact it was entirely unfair. Yeah, I wonder if we could set up a some sort of like random number generator, like cube format. That, that would be kind of amazing. Yeah. Wait. Well, okay. So we're talking cube. We'll get the cube later, and then we'll talk about maybe what we can do. Yeah, dude, that'd be fun if we could have, like, a cube tournament, but through DN. If we could figure uh, out some way to do that. Um, I know how. We'll talk. All right. This is something I have done before. All right. Maybe we can uh, get a tournament going for the Sacking for the Win podcast crew members and listeners. Uh, they're actually on our uh some posts I had, I was looking at the... Because uh, when you're an admin, you can see who's seen what on the page. And there were people that I weren't wasn't actually friends with on Facebook. So that means there are people listening. That's, that's shocking. Yeah, I know, man. That's crazy. And I get play statistics on SoundCloud. 
That's um, kind of creepy. Yeah, I don't know if it go if it like factors in the uh, iTunes plays or not. Um, and iTunes doesn't provide you with actual statistics, but I'll do some more research and figure that out. But there were at least 12 times it was played. So. Side note, uh, Mike was actually in the cube draft that I did in the end. What? Yeah. You remember this, Mike? No, the what? Like, remember the rotisserie draft we did where we you were part of a giant spreadsheet with seven other people? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That, that that big old draft thing, yeah. Yep. Or not the draft, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yep. Nice. Damn. So, uh, maybe we can get this going. I think Cube Tournament would be pretty fun. The one that uh, I just basically on... straight up built heretics. <laughs> I'm working on an actual, like, 360-card cube. So, like, we can <laughs> just use that. Like, I've done this before, and I've had... Like, when I played Yu-Gi-Oh!, spoiler, no longer play this game. <laughs> uh, but when I, but like, the one thing that I still had for, like, a ye- about a year after I quit was, like, a 360-card cube draft format. And it was, like, it's the most skillful format, and that's why I bring it up, because we're going to talk about well, the Pegasus well, Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we will get to that later. Michael has a uh, yearning to talk about the Pegasus format. Oh, my God, do I get to go do this first? Is it is this, is this uh, me? Uh... You guys want to do it now? Yeah, why not? Tell us why the Pegasus Challenge is the skill format. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd call it the skilled format. I mean, I will be right back, gentlemen. All right. All righty. Um, is it, you know what? I'm just going to spit out an extremely unpopular opinion here, but this is something that I believe in 100%, and there's no way anyone will ever convince me of this otherwise. Um, I believe that the best and truest test of skill is a variable. And that's why I think the Ultimate Pegasus Challenge format is the most skillful format ever. Isn't that the thing where every three minutes a brand new rule just gets blurted out of existence? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, man. And it is hilarious. Yeah. I remember watching watching one of the videos and then it was like, you gotta say like, you gotta like Yell Yu-Gi-Oh. You can't attack you until attack. you say Yu-Gi-Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, man, I played in the, uh, I think it was the first Pegasus format, maybe. Uh, in the... Uh, the first one was in uh, Providence. Oh, no, never mind, I thought it was at the uh, WCQ in Chicago, like, two years ago, maybe? I don't remember. Oh, no, no, the first one they did was uh, when they did the uh, charity YCS for Dan Green in oh. Providence. Oh, nice. Because nice. uh, at that point he had uh, his he had just lost his wife who had just given birth to his twins. Right. Yeah. So. Very sad stuff. I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, the voice actor who played Yugi and uh, Yami Yugi on the uh, original series, um, his wife, as Michael just said, gave birth to two twins and died in childbirth. It was very that was sad. That really sad. When uh, his uh, they announced that in. Nationals was it Nationals or Worlds? It was one of the two, but they it was like um the guy who voiced Yusei and the guy who voiced Kaiba were like doing a doing a Q and A, and at the end of it they like uh, told everyone to turn oh, off the Oh yeah, camera. remember that? Yeah, I remember that now. And then like basically said like yeah we're gonna have like a like a fundraising we're gonna try to do like a fundraising thing because like yeah that's that's what YCS Providence was is uh. Like a whole charity thing, yeah. like they did, 
uh, a charity win event. So where everyone paid like some so much money to get one of those uh, charity win events. Is I think it was like more expensive than a normal win event. I think they charged twenty for it. Nice. It was what it was something like, like that. It was twelve or twenty. Um. I actually still have mine from Providence. It was signed by all the voice actors that were that were there that day. Oh, nice! And uh, if I can find it, I will take a picture of it and show you. Hell yeah! So, but uh, uh, there's one thing we have to do before we continue. What's that? Um, we oh. have to talk about today's sponsor. Ooh, I don't know if we could do that because we're on iTunes. Oh, we we literally can't. I don't know. I think like I don't think you can say a legitimate business sponsors us if they don't. How about, can we say a business that we just like? Um, I mean, I suppose so. Um, a business that, uh, the FTW podcast likes is, uh, Grubhub. Oh, yeah. Oh, the dude, original Grubhub sponsor. is top tier. Yeah, man. The original sponsor. I use, I use it, like, three, four times a week. You don't even know. <laughs> dude, oh, it's... do you sponsor along with, uh, Speedoo? No, Skidoo. If it's... If it's not a speed do, it's a speed don't. <laughs> oh, man. That's a reference. Um, people, I don't want people to go looking for those lost episodes, man. <laughs> That's the point. Oh, great. Now you've enticed them. Great job. <laughs> yeah, man. We were sponsored by Skidoo. Not really, though. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, coming back to the original point. Um, yes. Uh, two weeks ago at Anime Weekend Atlanta, uh, I was running Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments. And nobody was signing up for them. We had like ten dollar winner boxes. What? Yeah, it's like you pay ten dollars and the entire box would go to the first place. Decent. Um, but nobody signed up for them. Any of them. We did them for all the card games, and no one signed up for any of them ever. What? Um, the only thing that people really signed up for was the uh, the Magic pre-release that we were doing that weekend. And what was this at? Uh, it was Anime Week in Atlanta, like, two, three weeks ago. Damn. Yeah, it was, like, three weeks ago, because last week was... Let's say the week before was uh, YCS Dallas. Ah. That's right. So did but, you... Uh, yeah, basically how I saved Yu-Gi-Oh! is I ran an Ultimate Pegasus Challenge format on Saturday. Nice. And, uh, no, it was Friday, because for the rest of the weekend, they uh, told me to cancel all of our scheduled Yu-Gi-Oh! And just run straight uh, Pegasus Challenge flights all weekend. Decent. <laughs> because, I said, those are the only ones people signed up for because they were interested. And, uh, and you just said, we had like 20, 30 people signing up for each tournament. And it was just amazing. So and it saved, you know, Pegasus saved Yu-Gi-Oh! that weekend. Hell yeah. Did you, did you win a box if you, uh, you won it? No, uh, the first one I threw in a, a couple of my uh, older mats that I got from judging as prizes. Wow. Uh, plus the uh, the store that was running uh, this the support for it uh, what, threw in one of those like really big tablecloth play mats. Nice. Those are hard to find. Yeah, so he had a bunch of them, but uh, yeah, he he threw in one of those to, so whoever won that wouldn't uh, win one of those. What were you going to say, Connor? The reason that those mats are so hard to find is because you can't find them. Right. Yeah, they're, they're only given their vendor, their vendor gifts. Yeah. yeah they're, given, they're given to a store, to a distributor, if you spend X amount of money. Yes. Huh. Distributor gifts, I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. 
but yeah, the store had a bunch of them saved up, and uh, he they said, you know what, here's some prizes. So we did a whole bunch of those uh, Ultimate Pegasus Challenge tournaments. Everyone had a great time, and we gave away like four or five of those mats. I could definitely fucks with one of one of those. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of awesome. Yeah, I mean, so just people just had their decks; they just weren't signing up before. Yeah, it's like, like people they were playing, they were free playing, like you know they were they were duelists there. They just apparently just didn't want to sign up for winner boxes. Huh. And like like I said, this is for all the card games. This is for Magic, uh, Y Shorts, uh, uh, Vanguard, My Little Pony, Magic. It's like all of them were available for winner boxes, and nobody was signing up for any of them. Huh. That's weird, man. And you know the thing is, uh, the rules for the Pegasus Challenge. I found out that most of them can translate equally well to Magic. So I was trying to convince our Magic judge to uh, talk his players into uh, signing up for the uh, uh, or like going along with the Pegasus Challenge rules. But he was like something like some BS, like "Oh, we gotta tell him ahead of time" or something like that. Connor, because they were they were in the middle of. A, they were in the middle of a pre-release tournament. <laughs> Connor, as a Magic player, how would you have felt about that? Um, I would have found it awesome because, like, I love wacky shit like that. But <laughs> Magic players are, like, as a whole, pretty, like, snooty, snotty people. So, like, if they if they even hear that a tournament of Magic is based off of rules made up by a, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament, they're not going to join it, not because of the idea, but literally just because it's from a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. Well, that's a stupid reason. That is a stupid reason. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> Nagi, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Just taking it all in? I'm just looking over the uh, the Breakers of Shadow Leaks right oh, now. Oh, yeah. We're, we'll get to that in a second. Um, before we move on, uh, do you guys have anything else to say about the Pegasus Challenge format? Oh, I'm done, Splurgeon. All right. But, uh, I, oh, I just know you were gonna, I'm going to get like a bunch of hate mail over this now since I said, you know... The whole test of skill is a variable. Nah, not at all. It's like, I say it all the time with Smash Brothers, and people just freaking crucify me for that. Well, okay, hold on, hold on. That's an entirely different story, because Yu-Gi-Oh! itself is already a game of chance. It's, but... it's you know, it's the same principle, though. I mean, hey, you know, the core guys, of Smash is the random stuff. Guys, okay, we're getting off topic. Okay, we'll talk like, about this. Can you guys, like, do me a favor right now? Can you guys just buy all of Divine Rats and all the Voltanuses right now? Why? Let's see it. Uh, there's a there's a Pendulum Counter Fairy monster. Oh, oh Jesus God, Christ, no. no. Of all the no. types to randomly come back. Get all the Voltanuses right now. <laughs> dude. I wanna make dude, I wanna make counter fairies like right now. <laughs> oh man. Oh right, god. We, we will get no. to this in a second, but uh, oh my god! Oh, oh my wow. god! There's a lot of stuff here. Yeah, you know what? We'll... Scroll, no, like, scroll down and then. I see it. When you get to yeah, liberating Erdane. Read that. Pendulum effect. As long as this card remains face up in the pendulum zone, apply the following effects. You do not have to pay life points to activate a counter trap. Fuck. Oh god! Please no! No! <laughs> you no! Do... <laughs> no! <laughs> You do not have to discard cards from your hand to activate a counter trap. Divine Rat! Holy shit, this is a scale of three, by the way. Dude, that's good. That's a splashable fucking scale of three. Did someone link it to me? Yeah. Wait, it's in the Skype chat. 
And the monster effect, um, basically, if it dies, you reveal three counter traps, and your opponent chooses one to add to your hand. <laughs> what? Is that an ancient telescope? Uh, For t- on Twin Twister? Man, I haven't see, seen that yeah. card forever. Yes, it is. Alright, we'll get to this. We'll get to this. Uh, I have but, one thing but, I have to say first. But I'm going to anyway, need some yeah. Tannises and some, div- and some Divine Wraths like, right now. I'm going to get some Divine Wraths, man. I have super... How much is... is the actual... How much is the actual like Counter Fairy? What's her name again? Bountiful Artemis? Yeah. Yeah. And... Any- anyways, while we're looking this up... Um, Dear Lord. Just... Uh, I just wanted you guys to let us know uh, what kind of if you wanted to see guests on the show and who'd you like to see. Um, I talked to Robbie Cole. He said he'd be down to come on the show for a little Sweet. bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let me know. How about that Zodiac cancer? <laughs> Dude, that was the most ridiculous fucking discussion ever. And I mean, they, people had a point about using the word cancer. I wait, mean, wait, what's been going on in Zodiac? Uh. Somebody started a thread this morning that said, what are some words that duelists need to stop using? And uh, people kept saying, specific to this group, cancer. Because people just say, like, cancer, like it's some sort of funny it's just, insult. They should stop saying the word ban list. Yeah, that too. You know, uh, the funny thing is, though, st- since uh, Zodiac is over 10,000 members, statistically at least one or two or three of them is going to actually get cancer. Yeah. That's exactly. Math. Yeah, that is math. That's math indeed. So, so yeah. The problem with that, if they just like if they all agree to stop saying cancer, they're just gonna replace the word cancer with AIDS, and it's not gonna get any better. <laughs> but it's been twenty two point seven years or whatever Family Guy said. Oh my god! I think people are <laughs> buying up all the Voltanuses. I, I might have to get secret Voltanus right now. Anyways, on to news. So, um, according to this here. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! organization article. They, uh, there's been some Bosch leaks. Which, uh, what does that stand for again? Breaker of Shadows? Uh, uh yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah Breaker yeah. of Shadows, and it's the pack after... Oh, yeah. It's the it? pack after Dimension, Dimension of Chaos. Chaos. Yeah, Dimension of Chaos. There we go. Okay, so we'll read some of this first before we get into Dimension of Chaos, which um, was what I meant by news, but I guess this is pretty great, too. Um, I'm there's... sad because it's not bros. I remember <laughs> the last one I said it was going to be also, bros. Also, guys, uh, what's the better one, Dark Voltanus or regular? I don't know. Uh, uh... Just, just, just wonder if you guys would like think it's better or not. I don't know what either of those are. Oh, this. This thing. <laughs> Anyway, what were you guys saying? Oh, anyways, we were reading the uh, spoiler list. Uh, Twin Twister, quick play spell card. Another uh, heavy storm, mystical space typhoon type card. Discard one card, then target up to two spell or trap cards on the field and destroy them. Love that. Because green and cube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're making a lot more generic cards now, which I can fuck with. Uh, Dust Force... Doesn't show what that solemn counter trap is, does it? Um. Or do we know? Oh, we know what that is already. Uh, sandstorm mirror force. Yeah, when an opponent's monster declares a direct. Is the one on the right? Yeah. 
Sandstorm Mirror Force. Uh, you want to read that, Mike? Yeah. I got uh, it. Let's see. Yeah, go ahead. When your opponent's monster declares an attack, change as many attack position monsters your opponent controls to deep as possible to de based on defense position. And if you do, the ones changed by this effect cannot change in battle positions. What? It's like. I'm gonna put you in like face the and defense mode. Oh, that. This is like the ghost trick mirror force. Holy shit! I was gonna get fucking. I was gonna buy some radio, uh, storming mirror forces, but I might just wait for this one, cause that's gonna be broken. Dear God. I like that. Yeah. I could just run three storming mirror forces and three of this. Why not? They'll handle anything. Uh, they got Jishiq, which is a if it has its anime effect, the super heavy samurai Jishiq, which if it has the anime effect, um, your opponent can't target other super heavy samurais. So if you get two, you make a lock. I actually really hate the new support because it's drifting away from what I think the deck is supposed to become. What? A synchro deck. Oh, super heavy samurai. Yeah, yeah. like like a synchro spam deck, like because. I really want like I really want to um, abuse the crossbow. I want to abuse the trumpeteer. Yeah, and dude, scales. that card's good. Because yeah. because like that because like that just makes like one card uh, sh um, one card shooting dojis. But but like their newer support just replaces Benkei, and then like 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 it doesn't help you accomplish any of the synchro things that it wants to do, which is weird. Um, and then we have the, the counter fairy we discussed, another good scale. Liberating, liberating Ariadne. What's that? It is Kaiho no Ariadne, which is liberating Ariadne. Where's, oh. Yeah, oh, sorry. Under the that's, picture. Right, no, I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah that's the name of the counter fairy. This liberating thing is balling. Yeah, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy that. I hope they start making more generic pendulums so that... You can get it in decks that just want to summon like level three through five, you know, like basic yeah, studio stuff. You mean you mean level four because really scale nice. three and scale five just make four. <laughs> no, I mean summon level three through five. No, no, you can't summon a three if you have a no, scale of three. I understand. I'm saying I want generic support cards <laughs> that will allow for you to summon three through five. Obviously, I mean mainly four, but anyways. So... So can I can I uh, explain something really quick? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna go into detail about why I like this card, but it's not gonna be for any of the reasons that you guys say. What? Please do. Uh, so, yeah. So, cube, 360 cards, one copy of each card. You draft it, three packs of 15. You make like a 35 card deck. There's no extra deck. There's no fusions. There's no rituals. There's like no none of that, right? Okay. And there's currently no pendulums. Um, but. I, so this card is obviously like good for like some sort of pendulum counter fairy deck. That's why it's there. Right. Um, but um, this card is actually just like fantastic because um, its normal effect is just like really freaking good. Mm -hmm. So like there's so many good counter traps and you can pick all of the same one. Oh yeah, it doesn't say it has to be different names. Huh. Yeah, so, like, if that Solemn card that they haven't announced or whatever, like, if that card's, like, really good, and, like, as good as Solemn Warning was, like, this card could be just insane. Yeah. Damn. It's also a light. It's It has a lot of things going for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's level four. 
It is a level four. The most important number in the game of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yep. Um, okay, after that we have False Accusations, which I'm guessing is the next it's card. It's really in bad. The card's pretty terrible. But it's hilarious. Look at the poor little Sangan. Sangan is locked in a jail cell. I think it's the same uh, storyline as Mistaken, Mistaken Arrest. He um, did nothing wrong. <laughs> he didn't make himself. He didn't ask to be born. Um, anyways, if the total number of cards on your opponent's side of the field and in their hand is greater than the total number of cards on your side of the field and in your hand, target one face-up card on the field. Neither player can activate effects or other card or, yeah, or other cards with the same name as the targeted card. Um, it's pretty, pretty much Yeah, it's just prohibition, pretty much. With um, more really restrictions. quick. Um, this is kind of like I, I I love this art simply because the Sagan is like the perfect example of guilty by association. Yep. <laughs> because of the Witch of the Black Forest back there in the background? No, because it was banned because of Tour Guide. Oh, right? well, yeah. Yeah. And so I just think that's really funny. I think it's funny that Witch of the Black Forest is just kind of sitting back there smiling. She's she like, I've been here She a hardened prison bitch. Looks like she's getting some booty tonight. <laughs> I, th I think the inherent problem with this card is it doesn't uh, affect the card that it's targeting. If, it's, if it comes out in English the same way it's written right here, it says target one face-up card on the field, neither player can activate the effects of other cards with the same name to that targeted card, which means the targeted card can still activate. Yeah, it's still, like, the, the problem that this card is trying to stop is still on the field. So, like, right. it's just a waste. Whereas Prohibition yeah. is just, like... Now, uh... Prohibition or Cyblocker would do, would the, do next the same card... thing here. I'm kind of in love with because this is the card that replaces Crow. Yeah, right. Yeah, because Crow now now with Frog, Crow actually kind of sucks. Right. Go ahead and read it then. Uh, basically, the monster effect is when the monster is normal special summoned, you could you could directly set a Magic Specter spell or trap from the deck, but you can't activate it. So what that means is that you are setting a trap, which is basically this card is a this card is fox basically, but the card is also a better crow because you're setting your spell cards anyway because you want to set up your you want to set up your cyclones for your opponent's turn, and he's also a five scale. So I think what's gonna happen now is that you're gonna play two fox, one crow, three of him, three raccoon, yeah. three cat, and into unicorn or no unicorn even. You'd say no unicorn. Maybe even one, like if yeah. you want to play one for the I'd scale, but yeah. But frog basically, frog basically like replaces uh, one copy of fox and two copies of crow. You think it's He's really be... this, this card is really good. You think it's gonna be more viable though? The deck is already viable in a way. Is it topping though? Uh, the the magician hybrid is. Yeah, magician mad specters. I don't it's like that. Uh, who wants to read the next because, one? Because what that does is that if you use call, it protects your scales from like anything, and with and like with Dragon Vein being one scale and Dragon Pit being an eight scale, you, you could do two through seven, uh, and Unicorn's a six, so you can summon Unicorn off a of Pendulum Summon. I'll read the next one because I have a question. Sure, go for it. Um, this this card is called Pendulum Reborn. It is a trap card. Um, special summon one face-up Pendulum Monster from your extra deck or from your graveyard. So, obviously the graveyard thing is relevant, Yeah. but how relevant has it been for the Pendulums to be face-up in the extra deck? 
Oh, that's very like relevant. Their, that's like because, their basic mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like a relevant thing? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because pendulum monsters can't exist face down in your extra deck. Well, no, but like, like I, I wouldn't even I, know if like people would I care mean, if they could go to the extra deck. I mean, the only exception would be Odd Eyes Rebellion Dragon, because that's right. the only one pendulum mixies monster that exists. Because like, when, because like, I quit when basically like pendulums like kind of first came out, and so um, like people when they first really came out and first started being a thing, no one really cared about them going to the extra deck, at least from what I remember. And I don't know if that's changed since, but it seems like it has. I mean, it's their their main thing is that it's how they work. Right. Yeah, it's just one of the newer game mechanics. Um, Illumirage is the next card. It's a level three tuner, Worm Wind. Uh, 1600 without uh, 1000, and all monsters lose 300 attack and defense for each level and rank they have. That's that's super good. Yeah, like including it, like including itself. The art looks awesome. It so, really does, and I like I like the fact that it's a worm because I really right. like dragons and I like worms. Mm-hmm. So back to me talking about cube. Murder of the Mighty is a very good card. Oh yeah. Because there's and not this, much you can do, and there's one MST in the whole format. So, like, what do you do if you, like, save some of this guy? Um, well, it doesn't matter, because the attack uh, loss is permanent. So even when it leaves the field, um, like, you synchro away with it, and all your opponent's monsters just lose 300. Like, right off the bat. Is that how, isn't this a continuous effect, where it's only as ours as face up? No, I think it's... I mean, we'll probably have to wait and see the English printing to see what it says. But as printed, um, no. No? I mean, no, they, they, the, the, the loss is permanent. Is it just me, or does the art look like an Eevee? It really, it looks like a giant horned Eevee. Yeah. You're not rock. <laughs> not uh, yet, but... Forbidden Tome, I love this card. Declare one it's monster. It's okay. I mean, I think it stops a lot of stupid combos that could happen. It's it... it's a really bad TT and it's a really bad needle ceiling. Right. Well, needle ceiling. Don't you need four monsters? No. Yeah, but. but really? Less, like, oh no, I'm thinking they need a wall. But <laughs> needle ceiling. Needle ceiling needs Ignore four me. monsters on the board. Oh. Easy. Right. Um. So forbidden tome. Uh, declare, declare one monster type, fusion, synchro, or exceeds. Uh, if there are two or more face-up monsters on the field of the declared monster type, both players send all monster. Uh, both players is in parentheses with a question mark, so they don't know yet if that's the actual effect, but uh, both players, potentially for right now, send all monsters of that monster card type they control to the graveyard. So, I mean, it's great against spam. Yeah, exactly. Like people like to spam the synchros and the exceeds plays. This card reminds me of Crevice from a different dimension for some reason. Reminds you of what? Crevice from a different dimension. What's that? It, like, choose a type, exile two cards in the graveyard with that type. It's nothing, it's like, this, the effects are different, but, like, they're somewhat similar. Like, it's similar to, it, like, it relates to me the fact that they're both somewhat niche answers to something. And this card doesn't seem like it is going to impact. Simply because it's very narrow in how it does it. Right. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know the context of like what this could be like naming, but it just seems very narrow. I agree there. 
Hey, 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 guys. So, my dream came true. No, not even that. My dream came true. What? Goyo Defender got released. This card is so Is that what that card is? Goyo Defender got released. I'm just like, yes! What's it Is that that Synchro card? Yeah, it's level uh, three. Oh, the one that that gains a thousand for every... uh... Yeah, and he just summons copies of himself. Like... (laughs) Yes. You play one copy, and then and then now you have like three three K beaters. <laughs> yes. So um, read it. It's so good. Where's the link? It, it's at it, the bottom uh, of the page. Just refresh the page. Oh. Man, they actually released Goyo Defender with his anime effect. That's cool. Let's see. Oh okay. shit. This is literally getting updated as we're recording. This is great. Oh, they have the Dynamist effects. I thought I wanted to play this just based on card design, so I'm going to see if my initial analysis was correct. Dynamist Terran, or, well, like, Pterodactyl, but, you know, Pterran, or Terran, as it would be said. Please don't say Pterran. That just sounds stupid. I know it does. It I'm really does. To people, I'm explaining to people the spelling of ta- like, never mind. It's Anyways. it's it's like ter- pterosaur, or whatever they called it, pteranodon, pterodactyl. It is a water dinosaur, like all the other dinomists. Level four. It is a pendulum scale of three. Its pendulum effect is: if a dinomist card you control, except this card would be destroyed by battle or by card effect, you can destroy this card instead. So that's very good. Very, very good. And the monster effect is when this card destroys an opponent's monster in battle, you can add one Dynamist card from your deck to your hand. That's pretty good. Damn. Yeah, I'm definitely going to play this deck. Um, This card is is very good. Yeah, dynamic power load. I want to play it just for, you know, Megazords. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's why I want to play it, because I love the card design. But, like, now I think it's going to be a good deck. And I'd be willing to invest. The thing that scares me, though, is, like, just because this card's very good, that doesn't mean the others are very good. Like, he needs to be as good as the stuff he's searching out. Exactly. Well, I mean, does it say... Yeah, you can add a Dynamis card, so you can add this next one. Oh, no, you can't, actually. It's not a Dynamis card. Never mind. Um, dynamic Power Load. It's a field spell card. And all Dynamis cards you control... Or all Dynamis monsters on the field gain 300 attack and defense. So, Dynamis Mirror Match, go. Yes. <laughs> Double di- two field spells, two dynamic power loads in play. Don't you dare summon another non-dynamous monster. Uh, and the second effect is when a dynamous monster you control battles, the opponent cannot activate effects until the end of the damage step. I Damn mean, good. Love it. I said di- in our uh, di- dynamist mirror card. match is going to be real. Yeah, it is. It, it's in our Mades field spell card. That's interesting. So this card, this card doesn't seem that great to me. Why not? Because, so you can't search it, so that, that's one problem. Well, we don't know if you can't terraforming. search it. Terraforming. Oh, yeah, you well, can't like, terraforming. Uh, terraforming, yeah. I mean, besides, like, but, like, you don't want to, I, I don't like playing the card terraforming, but that's besides the point. That's the thing, though. You say that, but a card like Majestic Pegasus is fucking broken. <laughs> What's Majestic Pegasus? Uh, it, 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 it's, the, it's the one from Magispectors where you attribute a, a Windspellcaster at level 4 or lower to summon a Magispector from myself from the deck. Right. And, and their pictures. I'm gonna be buying some Ultra uh, Masker Restricts because I hate Monarchs so much. I refuse to lose to them. 
but I think I could definitely take them on with this deck, because it really only punishes extra deck summoning, right? And I feel like you could summon big monsters in this deck. Yeah, I, I guess what I'm basically trying to say is I don't think that second effect, which I think is the better effect, is going to be relevant enough. Obviously, I don't know, because we don't know all the cards for it, but... Right, I feel like that's part of their thing, though, is negating things. Because um, it seems like they do a lot with the battle phase. So, uh, moving on, anyways, from the Dynamists, we have Super Heavy Beast QB. Anybody want to read that? I can do it. Go for it. Okay, so let me... uh, which, what card are we reading? We are reading Super, Super Heavy, Heavy Beast QB. Yes. Oh, okay, that card. Okay, it's the multiple names. Um, it is a Earth Machine Synchro, level 9 something. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's 25 defense. defense. Uh, oh, is it not? it's level 9 with something slash 2500 oh, defense. Right, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. defense is 25, but it's irrelevant because it attacks okay. with its defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it, nobody it, requires one, it requires one tuner and one or more non-tuner super heavy monsters. It's always treated as a super heavy samurai card, and it has two effects. This card can attack while in face-up defense position. If it does, apply its defense for attack to damage calc, and if you have no smaller trap cards in your graveyard, this card gains 800 defense for each monster your opponent controls. Holy shit. What makes me mad about this card is that oh, like, they're giving... They're giving us more synchro options, but they're not giving us easier ways to synchro. So is like, is Total Defense Shogun like considered a super heavy samurai now? No. No, the card no. sucks. He's like OG samurai. What? Is he like the OG super heavy samurai? I'd say so. I mean, he's he's pretty much the the first monster to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I I would say that I mean I feel like they're kind of recycling older ideas now, but like updating them for the power creep which I'm totally okay with because I really like the fact that they're giving support to older archetypes and like establishing lore dude I'm reading into Goyo Defender more and more because I yeah, guess that's go ahead. hard there's, there's so many different comp like like he can summon himself and then make, make a rank 3 he can make Soul Silver Mountain yeah or that's a card. Can, what's like a level 2 plant that you, that you use in plants because you go like Spore, or you go glow bulb, like with, with like your two dandy tokens. Go into him, make another one of him, and then just do other stuff. Oh, and then banish for spore, and then you, and then you have um three, three, and three, three, and three, and then there you go. That's your um. That's your Trish. Yeah, stop <laughs> keeping the people waiting. Read what it is. Anyway, Gore Defender, Earth Warrior Synchro Effect, level three, a thousand, a thousand. It's generic. Once per turn, if the only monsters you control are Earth Warrior Synchro monsters, you can summon a copy of himself in the extra deck. Which is great. <laughs> and the next effect is that when a, when it's targeted for an attack, you gain a thousand attack for each Warrior Synchro monster that you control. So, I mean, each other one. So, discounting himself, if he gets attacked, you activate the effect, and then uh, he becomes 3,000 if you have all three copies. So each so all three copies of himself can become three thousand attack if they get banished, which is why he's a good defender. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean you already But, get but two honestly, of them. like honestly discounting that, you could you could summon three copies of himself and then make like a really crazy rank three. Or just summon two copies, make a rank three, 
summon two copies, make a synchro with a tuner. It just does like all this crazy stuff. Right. Yeah, I like this card a lot. Um, Alright. So, apparently Sharky is still at work. Tell him to stop working and come in. That's what I'm saying, man. Stop working. You have work to do. <laughs> um, anyways, There's a new nice? Dynamis. Yes, there is. Dynamis Stegosaurer. He is a water machine level 4. His, uh, he's a scale 3. 1600 attack, 1800 defense. The pendulum effect is if a Dynamis card you control except this card would be destroyed by battle or by card effect, you could destroy this card instead. Which is pretty dope, because what scale was the other one? Was it 5? 3. Oh, it was 3. Oh. Yep. This card Maybe. is bad. Uh, wait, what's this monster effect? When another pendulum monster you control battles your opponent's monster, after damage calculation, destroy both battling monsters. No, see, that's good, because um, you can destroy the pendulum monster, it just goes face up to the extra deck, and you can take out literally anything. And then, yeah, so it basically just defends two of your dynamis cards, which I'd say is pretty good. I would like to read the next one because I think I this card's probably not good, but I think it's sweet. Sure. Dark Doriado. Dark Doriado. It is a dark spellcaster pendulum. Its scale looks like it's five. Um, the effect is unconfirmed, but the pendulum effect as of right now is all earth, wind, water, and, and fire monsters you control gain 200 attack and defense for each different monster attribute you control, and its monster effect is if it's Storm or Special Summoned, you target one Earth, Wind, Water, and Fire Monster in your graveyard, return them to the top of your deck in any order. Ooh. Stacking! Judge! He's stacking. <laughs> you know what that sounds like? Fucking wind-up card. You would know, Nick. <laughs> they're, oh, they're, all different, they're all different attributes. <laughs> dude. <laughs> if only you played... Um... And, and and then, like, you just average all of, like, all of your wind-up cards back? Yeah, whatever order I want, man. If this I had... card is just cool. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that it's well, a generic pendulum with a good effect. Plus, it's a plus. It's Dorido, and she's a classic. Yes, she is. You might be good enough for cute. Might be. Performer pal, Rain Goat. Anybody care? It sucks. Yeah, no. I, I even knew that archetype sucks. When? Um. Yeah, Performer pal, Rain Goat. Beast effect. Oh God, it looks stupid. Yeah, it's a raincoat, but it's a it green looks, goat. It looks like a very foppish Organization 13 member <laughs> from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Anyway, um, Beast Effects. First effect, when if a card or effect whose effect would inflict damage to you is activated, you can discard this card. You take no damage from that effect. Wow. But, you know, you know. You know oh, wait, and wait, damage so... Jungler. There's one more card. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's damage so, so now people, so now people have six damage jugglers to negate the, the wavering guys. Yep. Yes. The other one That's is during your main phase. You can discard this card that target one performable pal card or odd eyes card you control. During this turn, it cannot be controlled or destroyed by battle or by card effects. So it's not bad. It's just not that great. Not great. Yeah. At all. Is Saber still a deck? I don't think so. No. I haven't seen anyone run Chainburn in a while. 
Because um, it's a bad deck, and you should feel bad for running it. You should feel bad for Wasn't it. Wasn't there like a really recent Chainburn card that was super good? Uh, no. Yeah, no idea. Um, anyways, last card, Pendulum Storm. Destroy all cards in both players' Pendulum Zones, then you can destroy one spell or trap card your opponent controls. That card's sweet. Like a minus. God. It would be so much better if it was a quick play. Yeah. If it was chainable. But, but, but then you would just have more Wavering Eyes stuff. All the Wavering Eyes. Let's go. Come on. Here we are. What's SPWR? Wait a minute. Uh, refresh the page. Again? Oh, dude, that's a cool card. What? Magispector Sonic, and it has the frog doing stuff. <laughs> dude, dude, the frog is the cutest Magispector. I really like this one. <laughs> the frog is more. so cute. Where did you see that? Uh, refresh the page. Oh, refresh the page. Remember, it updates as we go down. Magispector Sonic. It's a, it's like a really good battle phase card. <laughs> I'll read it. Uh, oh, there we go. Sonic. It's a spell quick play. Target one Magic Specter monster you control until the end of turn. Double that monster's attack and defense, but any damage it inflicts to your opponent is halved. That's super good. That's really good. You Damn. just like said it and be like, come at me. Mad Specters, the next Glad Beasts. Uh. But way cuter. I mean, that's basically what they are. They just have a bunch of stupid spell and trap support. It's, it's so dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This car, the car, like frog, is just cute. Like it's okay. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one, and uh, I don't like raccoon at all. I think the art on it looks really stupid. Raccoon's well, like the best monster. Oh, I know. It just looks so dumb. I like cat though, or not cat. Uh, yeah, I think it's the cat. That's the purple one, right? No. Yes. Cat, cat is the green one that adds you a card at the end phase. Huh. Maybe I'm thinking of Crow. I don't know, man. Anyways, that's enough for Bosch. Well, just keep checking to see if it updates, but, um... What were we going to talk about? Oh, right. The uh, news that just came out today for the TCG exclusives, which would be Cosmo Strawman, and what was it, Dark Destroyer? And yes. Dog Fighter? Yeah, Dog yes. Fighter. It was the one I saw this morning. Yeah, so, so what Cosmos are... What does that do? Everything. What what do you want to do? You want to win? anything you can do? I can do better. But how does it do it? I guess like what what like how is this archetype different than like other it, stuff? It does this thing which I heard a term for recently, um, which is called climbing the ladder, where basically they have these effects uh, that can be activated during either player's turn, and they banish themselves by paying a certain amount of life points and special summon another one. And so, like, you banish one of them that's 1,500 attack, and you special summon one that's 2,800 attack, and pops the spell trap card. Yeah, <laughs> or now 3,000 attack uh, that just does whatever you want. And now they have one that uh, is 2,000 attack that special summons during each standby phase another copy of itself. Well, it's a, it's a token. Well, it's right. Actual... It, it clones itself. Yeah, exactly. And I'll read that one right now. It's Cosmo Dogfighter. TIE Fighters. Yeah, it, I really love the the concept behind this. It's so corny. I don't like it. I've never... Like, the Space Girl theme is hot, but it's so corny. <laughs> Dude, 
Wicked Witch is a badass. Yes. Yes. Where uh, is there a list of just Cosmo cards somewhere? Uh, the end. They're all oh, on there. Right. Right. Duh. Let's go to that then. But yeah, because and honestly, I've kind of thought about it. Why not? Like, why not just play Wicked Witch in like random rank four stun deck because she's a. Cause she's a she, she's a generic nineteen beater that can pay a thousand to save herself from stuff. Yeah. Like, why not just play Wicked Witch in like random decks? <laughs> huh. Apparently, these cards are. It's weird. Oh. They don't uh, have like. If I may, you, you draw attention to the actual. Uh, the the link name. Yeah. Like if you go to the actual website, uh, under the, where it says that under the dogfighter one. Yeah. And see what it says there at the end? What? I I don't see the link anywhere. Uh, let me see if I can find it. I wonder what they're going to do f for the Tin Man and the uh, Lion. I bet you the Lion's going to look fierce as fuck. Mm. Probably be next pack, though. Yeah, I can't um, imagine they'll get more. Cosmo might actually be the deck that makes me quit, uh, quit American Yu-Gi-Oh! And just focus on Japan. Yeah, I'll just play OCG metagame. Oh, yeah. wait, oh wait, no, it's, never mind. Uh, yeah, it wasn't the link name; it's the file name. Um, what was the file name? Yeah, I'm, the file name for the dogfighter picture is hilarious. I'm gonna link it right here in the picture in the in the chat here. Let's see. Oh, come on. Bosch night begins. Is that what we were just looking at? Oh no, there's more Bosch cards revealed. And the Solemn Counter Trap. Yep. Okay, there there is. The standby phase, not your standby phase. <laughs> so in the file name they wanted to clarify the fact that they go that Dogfire activates during both players' standby phases. Ugh, that's so gross. That's a that's a very subtle <laughs> so, yeah. Subtle ruling from uh, the R&D guys. Alright, Sharky is on his way. So, Finally. I'm reading what these cards do right now. And, so, I've never seen, like, a deck list, but this deck seems awesome and, like, just fun. And, like, this isn't sarcasm either. This deck seems just, like, sweet. That's the thing, though. It's, it's actually not fun. This deck? It's and very like, vanilla and it's very boring. Yeah, it's super against it. Super linear. It's very linear, very boring, very vanilla. But some people really enjoy and it. And it's extremely unfair. Yeah, no, that's the thing that I don't like about it is that it's it's ridiculous to play against. Like it's power creeping the hell out of the game. Like I said, we'll this deck might be the reason for why I quit. I quit American Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, I can definitely understand it. It's a shitty deck. Um, anyways, let's go over the new cards they got this, recently. Seeing this deck makes me want to build it on DN and actually play. You should. Like, like that's that's where I'm at when I saw this deck. I mean, hey man, if you can find the ninety dollars for the main card you need, for the well, I guess two hundred seventy <laughs> for the playset. Yeah, ninety a piece. Ninety is nothing. Dear frigging lord. Yeah. Yeah, this is why I can't hype. wait for the for the new pack format to begin. 
Exactly, because Farm Girl would have been a way cheaper card. Yeah, Farm Girl would have been 20 tops. Yeah. Yeah, I love this new pack formatting that they're doing. Connor, have you heard about this yet? Yes, they put a foil in each a hollow in each pack. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's amazing. Um, Speaking... I mean, I get why they did those it. Who... It seems fine. But it's like... going to make... I love it because those who make, make their living off the like secondary pennies. market are going to be pissed, but... Yeah. They're going to make supers like pennies. But nobody cares about them anyway. Well, Konami doesn't has never cared about the secondary market, so like if people are still trying to rely on Yu-Gi-Oh! secondary market, that's the problem with them already. That right. they're like it's yeah, and like Konami should care about the secondary market to a small degree, because like those are actually like very important when it comes to like keeping gaming communities alive. I will say though, um, I have never respected anyone that lives off selling Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. I don't understand Me? how. To me, is like no, pe- pe- people do it, and they're successful. But I can't respect you for doing that. It's such a not normal way of life. Why? And, I mean, like I, I mean, I like, mean, if you have a legitimate life, business, like if you're running a card shop. No, but like I feel like a one man vendor. But yeah, like if you like yeah, if you're running a one like man a vendor. Yeah. Yeah, they're called floor traders. There's nothing wrong with being a floor trader. I mean, like, this is coming from someone who, like, bends at, like, all of the, like, like 85% of, like, American GP shows for, like, in, like a store. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a floor trader, especially if you're really good at it. Do you, wait, you work for a card shop still? Yeah, I work for a place called MTG Card Market. Damn. Official. We go to... We go to, like, all the North American Grand Prix, which are, like, the YCSs of Magic, um, and I'm part of the GP team, so, like, I'm basically the guy who sells you the cards at the booth. Like, that's, nice. that's me. Yeah. At double the price of what they really are. <laughs> nope. That's not true. <laughs> that is a common misconception. I know. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Anyways, somebody want to start reading Cosmos? I'm trying to get, uh... Sharky onto the podcast. Uh, I don't see the. Oh no, we just uh. Mm-hmm. Just go on DN. Yeah, all the cards are on DN right now. Yeah. Uh, and and one of the biggest things I hate about it is that they gave Dark Destroyer the Forerunner effect. Like, like that should be making Forerunner like a special card, but it gets basically outclassed this point. Yeah. But, but, but you still play Forerunner because, because the whole point of the deck with, with Dark with Destroyer is you have a three K beater that can't be targeted that floats into a twenty eight beater that can't be targeted that floats into a two K beater that makes more of himself that floats into a five like. A 23k beater that pops a back row. That floats into Farm Girl and floats into Witch. And then, and then if, not even that, can float into Strongman, which gets back your Dark Destroyer, which kills him at the end phase, which floats into more cards. Really fucking dumb. Indeed. Alright. I so... really hate the deck. Plus, it has, like, maybe, like, three or four 
two two and three card combos that do like fourteen thousand damage. I'm not kidding. It could kill you past like th- it could play, it could kill you past three upstarts. Upstarts a bad card though. So now my friend that has the that that that's buying like a case of of of, of um, chaos and stuff. He's gonna make this deck, and he has his build that that's like all turbo, like trade ins, sacred starts, up like upstarts, gold sark to bring back uh like 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 dark dark destroyer, with um strongman like it's really, really crazy like turbo build, it just kills you, and it's just so good because because then like he'll pop his own cosmo towns and like and, like and, like destroy it and then set a brand new one just to search out like cards that he needs and it's like so stupid. Has anybody uh, read the effect for Strawman yet? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. So, um, they just got a bunch of new support. Cosmo Strawman, level 2 light. Um, I saw this one, I think, yesterday. Um, during either player's turn, you can banish this card. Special summon one level 3 or higher Cosmo monster from your hand. You can only use the effect of Cosmo Strawman once per turn. And then once per turn, you can pay 500 life points and target one of your banished Cosmo monsters. Special summon it, but if its effects are negated, also destroy it during the end phase. And Sharky is on his way. Again? Like, he's he's here. Oh. Okay. Or like, rather, I, I've got him on my Skype contacts, because I didn't actually have him added. And as it turns out, there are more than one Jarmon Sharky. Or there is more than one really? Jarmon Sharky. Really? Yeah. That's weird. It's probably just all him, and just he doesn't use those accounts. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming yeah, in. Yeah, I, I really hate this deck. Yo, he's in. Alright, alright, I'm in. What's up, y'all? <laughs> what's up, Sharky? Hey, Sharky, what's up, buddy? About, about damn time. Uh, I know, I just job. got off work. I just got off work. I rushed down here and everything. As soon as I got Sharky, off work. Sharky, really quick. So, we're talking about the deck Cosmos, right? Uh-huh, what about it? This deck's awesome. Uh, of course, the deck is the most amazing deck out there. It has very good uh, OTK potentials, but at the same time, it has a very good chance of getting this, you know, excuse my language, but uh, ass whoop because Listen. I literally just saw um, this earlier today. I literally just saw, uh, what is his name, Faisal Khan go against somebody real pro. I forgot the name, but uh, they're doing a, they're doing a, a oh, tournament. Yeah. Yeah, no, I saw tournament. I saw it, and I saw that game one demolishment that Faisal should have won. Yeah, so man. it was sad. I know exactly the video you're talking about. You're talking about the <laughs> Zodiac Duelist tournament, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had left there because like it's a shame. Like nobody's really on there for Yu-Gi-Oh anymore. They're just there to troll people. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I left because because you know y'all know I moved to Indiana now, right? Yeah. But since I moved out here, first thing I did was I was asking about Yu-Gi-Oh players and things like that, and you know a little something extra. They deleted my post. I'm like, that's a shame how you guys can talk about everything else, but when it comes to certain things like that, you guys can't approve. They can call Julia Hedberg a bitch and not delete the post. Right, exactly. Bro, I put it in there no more than a minute. The after I posted it, they got rid of it. The whole group is canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's now, sad. now. I thought we were uh, not to use the c oh, word. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I 
forgot we stopped using the word cancer. That group is AIDS. Stop it! <laughs> you said it, it is again. AIDS. That's... PTSD flashbacks. That's, that's the sad part. That the group is AIDS. <laughs> Sharky, you said you moved to Indiana or two? Um, I'm I'm in Indianapolis actually. Oh, uh, right okay. where they had, right where they hold the ARGs and stuff. I'm right there in the heart of it, but. I'm I'm coming back to Chicago after I raise my money up because yeah. uh let's just let's just say I invested in the wrong person and it cost me my job in my home. Let's just put it like that. Damn. You invested in Jim? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You said I'm I invested in who? Jim. No. No, actually it's even worse. You know who I'm, I'm I made in? a bad joke. Who? We shouldn't say the name of this person. I know who you're referring to though. Connor, yeah, you know, we, we right? Can talk, we can talk about it after we're done recording and everything. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, know, you guys, you guys on iTunes, you know? Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah I mean, not, the reason I'm, I asked is, uh, uh, I don't know if any of you guys actually know this, but I'm originally from Indiana. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm an Indiana no, native, and I go, I go to Gen Con every year. Oh man! Like, oh. Yeah, yeah, you did. I was there, that, and you were there too. That that that, that happened. I was not there. Why? Because. Come drive. I've never, I've never been to one Gen Con a day in my life. I've always oh, planned on it, but never actually, never actually went around to actually doing it. It's it's a re- it's a real fun time. You should go. It is literally the best four days in gaming. I, I heard I heard is I heard is one of the best things ever. <laughs> it really is. I'm like. Like, that's not idle boasting when they say it's the best four days in gaming. It's, like, actual true. It is true. Yeah. Like, if you... You can... I, w- I saw people just, like, playing Kaijudo. Just, like, randomly. What? Just, like, yeah, Kaijudo. it's like people were playing Kaijudo. they just playing Kaijudo? Like, like there people were playing Versus and uh, UFS next to well, the Yu-Gi-Oh! tables at Gen Con this year. I, I don't know if it's true, but I heard Versus is getting a comeback or something like that. Either so, Versus wait, or I, can explain, I can explain this because I play Versus, and like when they start when they start doing money tournaments or Versus, I will be like in the money tournaments. Like the new game is actually just fantastic. Oh, uh, they, yeah? they made it a deck building game, didn't they? No, they made it a uh, a living card game. So like uh... how that works is you buy a set and you get. Uh, every card in this set, you get a play set of. So that's awesome. So, yeah, so when you buy the box, you have a play set of every possible card in the game, so you can make any, like, see, theoretically, any deck you want, just one copy of it, and the game is just, like, fantastic. It's balanced way better than the regular versus. It streamlined, streamlined a lot of things and made things a lot less complicated. That's good, I but I think, I think it kills the secondary market, though. I mean, that's fine. But, yeah. like, this... This is the kind of game where, like, it the secondary market doesn't matter. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds like it doesn't matter after you said that, like, the way you explained it. Because I think everybody's just going to play it for the love of the game. Because a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! players, a lot of, like, old-head Yu-Gi-Oh! players play Versus. Like, for instance, Derek Bender, he plays Versus like crazy. I, I never, I never got into Versus. He's still around? Like, I was, I was, I was around yeah. when Versus first came out, but I never really got into it. Same thing I with UFS. Yeah, dude, dude, all all of them are still around, dude. Like Four Loco came back. Uh, Chris Z came back for the ninth back. time. Wait, Four Loco yeah. came back? Yeah, but he's back for good this time. He he planned his schedule out. 
Sometimes he, you know, he do the take your kids to Yu-Gi-Oh. Sometimes, you know, he be yeah, having fun. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, he be bringing his kids. They be playing Yu-Gi-Oh sometimes. They be chilling. It's, it's you know, I, I haven't seen them in a while. But you know, I, I, I stop. I stop hanging out with a lot of people. I stop talking to them. Everything since I moved out here. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine it's easy being so far away. Can't you guys a Bro, question though? Huh? What's the deal with What's the deal with Force of Will? I uh, all right, all right, all right. So I can, I can tell you what Force of Will is. It is the bomb. That's what it is. It is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's. I hear a it's lot like about that game. Magic. It's like Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh had a baby. No, really? no, no, no. It's, it's like wait. Magic, Hearthstone, and Yu-Gi-Oh had a three-way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. I don't play Yu-Gi-Oh. Sorry, it's about fun. that. One. It's this actually. This it's, was I got really it. Good. I got a demo of it at Gen Con, and it was the most fun I've ever had getting my ass beat. <laughs> yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah, like 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 each deck thing... has um each deck has their own like special skill. Like for instance, like the deck I was gonna play was Wizard of Oz. Now they're based upon just having like brute power, brute force. But when it came to um like this other deck, what was it? Uh, I think it's the Werewolf deck or something like that. I know it's red, but they have Moon. swiftness. Red Moon. Uh, Little Red, that's what it's called. It's called Little Red. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they have swiftness, and they're able to just attack on the spot. They just come out and just attack you. I'm like, really? That's that's whack. But, like, a lot of players that i seen when they use that, they waste a lot of energy because they just want to try and kill you quickly. So they'll use all their thunders, all of their, you know what I'm saying, monsters with swiftness, and, and I'm like, there's no point. So, yeah, I pretty much try to shoot them and kill them in one shot with the Oz deck, so... So I would like to say something about Force of Will, because this was another oh. game that I like, invested a lot of money into. <laughs> so this game was like really, it's like it is like it's like Magic on crack, and mm-hmm. it was really good until so like they released they did it in blocks, so like every three sets had like a coherent storyline between those three sets, right? And so mm-hmm. the, the first American one was called Grim Cluster. And that yeah. set, that whole yeah. those sets were very good. They were it was a pretty somewhat well balanced for how balanced they wanted the game to be. And then they started the next block. I don't know what it's called, but it completely ruined the game, and it's actually starting to die off. Really? I heard I heard that Force of Will was starting to die out really quick, and I was scared to invest in it, so I got rid of everything that I had for Force of Will. And kept my deck, and then I eventually got rid of my deck when I moved out here. Why I think most that? of I think most of that was stemming from the controversy they had at Worlds. What happened? Yeah, like uh, uh, the head judge wasn't present for the final for the finals. What? Like he was what? just like he was gone, and he uh, the, the judge they had watching the match uh, blew a call apparently, and the entire you know community was in an uproar over it yeah what? i would be too that's, that's crazy, crazy. Yeah. the point where like aaron g who's like who's the main supporter of like forcible like in terms of like events is starting to pretty much just back off completely yeah oh dude all aaron g stuff is when that game ends. guess what i plan on doing within the next couple of years what Trying to buy out Bridgeport. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked I to a couple of people. Yeah, they, they shut down, but the building itself, they uh the people that have the record store next to it, they're uh actually they're actually just holding their furniture in it. Damn. 
I will say this, yeah. guys. I yeah, you I'm remember uh, Patrick Wynn? Um, him and his son? They told me yeah. about that. They told me what happened to him. Yeah, guys, uh, Bridgeport is the store that I used to play for, along with Connor yeah. and Sharky. Yep. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I've actually quit Yu-Gi-Oh! for a nice little while, right? Right. Yeah, I don't plan on playing until probably, like, next year, but I'm I'm keeping info and stuff like that. Like, I have people, like, actually, somebody just gave me information that there's actually going to be a new Counter Fairy card. Yeah, we, yes, we already went we over we were this. just going over that. Yeah. Um, I was actually looking like they just sent it to me right before, because I was trying to get here. Like I told my boss, I was like, I was like, look, I got a podcast to do. I haven't done a podcast in a long time. Podcast. And I was like, I like, I need to hurry up and get here. But I was uh, cause I'm doing the job. I'm working a cleaning service. Like we work for a cleaning service. It's like a company that one of my sister's friends owns. So I'm working for them. Nice. Yeah. Well, we and appreciate it, you making it out here, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no problem. I, I was going to make that effort because, you know, I kind of miss you guys, man. Like, believe it or not, Yu-Gi-Oh! has been very dull in Chicago. Like, a lot of the excitement has died out. Yeah, man. Don't, I mean, it, the only real pretty... competition is like Bernardo, Rafa, Tyler, and that's at Top Cut. And then at Hot Sauce or Near Mint, whatever it's called, it's like Matt Kalinda. RJ, Vince, and, like, Andrew Basiglia. Like, the rest of them isn't really, like, a factor anymore. They're good players, but, you know, they get obvious. Yeah, man. Yeah. Although, uh, real quick, one thing I'd like to say about Force of Will is their playmats are amazing. Yeah, yes. a lot of cool ones. I, lo- you know, I like how they have those uh, outer braided stitch? edges. Yeah, the outer yeah, stitches. Dude, so they don't them, fray. Dude. Yeah, it's so I awesome. Think, it, I think I think all the other card games need to mimic that. Yeah. If they do that, if they do that, like you know how many mats I will make. Like I wish I I, I need to find out how to get that fabric so I can make Yu-Gi-Oh mats like that. Yeah, man. I I want to get a new mat. I've been using my Hobby League Crystal Beast mat for way too long. No, dude. I had like the Gear mat I had. You guys know? Oh, yeah. It, you know it melted, right? No, what the fuck? Ah, no, what? Really? Yeah, like, I don't know what happened. Like, one day, it was, like, perfectly fine. The next day, it was, like, stuck to my table because I was living with Lenny. So it was stuck to my table one day. And I'm like, maybe my room was too hot or something. It was just stuck to my table. So I'm like, okay. I rip it off my table and start making stains on my, uh, like, on my cards and stuff. And start making stains on my other mat. So I still have it, like. But what I do is I just keep it folded, and like you know, it's always my good luck mat. So I just carry it every event I go to. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, dude. I, I, I love I that, mat. that dude. That mat was my good luck mats everywhere, like everywhere. When I, whenever I did amazing, I always used that mat. <laughs> yeah, man. I remember when we went to that ARG event from that video. I like uh, <laughs> from that video I posted this morning. No, you guys should see I that. I stayed page. undefeated. I lost to that one player that rushed me. He was just like rushing me throughout the whole game, and so I'm like, huh? And like he was rushing me so hard that I actually forgot my battle phase like two or three times. Oh man, I hate that. Like, and it was during Dragon Roller format too. I'm playing Gear yet, and I like mind you, I just played like two other Dragon Roller decks, and I demolished them previously like 2-0 and like he was like he caught me at a rush he was like 
He's like, is that fine? Is that fine? Is that fine? Like that's all he was asking. He wouldn't, he wouldn't ask, like he wouldn't respond with an answer. He'll only ask, is that fine? And I'm like, huh? What? Yeah. All right, sure. And then he'll be like, do you end your turn? I'm yeah. And I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot to flip my armor face down. Oh, you know, I forgot to, you know, it, it, I, I used to, I forget to do stupid moves against him. But after that, I learned. I hate people that play like that. Like, I, I mean, I get it if you're taking a long ass time, but like. Yeah, you know, don't do it every single turn. It didn't even take a long time. It was just he asked me, "Do I end my turn?" I'll flip armor. I'll search. He'll be like, "Do you end your turn?" I'll be like, "Huh? Oh yeah, sure." And I'll forget to flip armor face down. <laughs> like that's what he'll do. He he used to like the guy did that. I don't even remember his name, but I'll remember his face if I see him. <laughs> yeah, man, that ARG event was pretty fun though. Yeah. Oh, did you hear about the beef between uh? Jeff Jones and Uriel. And who? Uriel. Jeff, I don't know who that is. Oh, remember remember the one guy that played frogs and he was like jumpy all over the place? Yeah. He's like make it the best deck. And he yeah, he became a really good player now. He actually has a, a whole Shadal coat and everything, right? Um yeah. he stuck he plays on only Shadals. Um last month I think it was, the regional happened here in Indianapolis, and he played Jeff Jones. And Jeff Jones is playing Yang Zings. Uh-huh. He uh he beat him, and Jeff Jones like sent them some like he posted it too like in his Shadal group. He told him he said, "I respect you." He like uh I respect the fact that you play Shadals, and I respect the fact that you play them like wholeheartedly and and show full commitment towards them. But you are the worst Shadal player I've ever met in my life. I'm what? What? Yeah, he told him he was the worst Shadal player he's ever met in his life. That's I, I don't even understand how you judge that, and he's obviously never played me. <laughs> I, I fucking I ran. <laughs> Nagi was giving well, me shit today for running Nephi in my build. Nah, nah he's um, terrible, dude. <laughs> Are you talking nah. about Nephi? No, Nephi uh, uh, Shadal Fusion. Oh, Nef Shadal Fusion. Oh. Man, like, believe it or not, that guy, Uriel, OTK me some of the weirdest ways with Shadals. Like, yeah, and that's one of them, dude, because you don't have to send the fusion card yeah. to the graveyard. You can use it once yep. a turn. That's why he did it. And uh, one of them, actually, he OTK me one time with the instant fusion. Because, uh, you know, Noden freshly came out. It was the last region I played in. Right. Or top, I, took a, I took a trip to Top Cut and visited some old friends and stuff. So, you know, they, oh, man, you back for good? I'm nah. So, Wait, you were at that 300-man regional? Yeah, I was there. Dude, what the fuck? I was going to go to that, but I just decided not to, and I took a shift at work. No, Damn, bro. Like, dude. It, I, had, I had got a full, a 100% sponsorship that way. Like, free uh, ride and everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, entry. He helped me get a deck and everything, dude. What'd you play? I played Necroz, uh, Clowns. Uh, yeah. Yeah. After, I, after like, I Scrub. ended up playing... I played like four friends. No, I, I have no cards, so I was like, let me play yeah. the most meta deck possible. Right, right, I got you. So, so like, I only play machines technically. So I would have played Klee if I didn't get rid of it, but I hey, had to because. Hey, yeah. you hear about this new Dynamist archetype, the Megazords? Yes. Yeah, we're gonna be playing, man. So you already know. A lot of people are dangerous. Exactly, you know. So, oh, so dude, I... you know what I was thinking of doing? Uh, for the format. If uh, I was thinking of playing this format, I was thinking of mixing Gear Gears with Noden. 
Dude, yeah, it's good. Noden is just, it's a healthy card for the format, in my opinion, man. It's, it's a very good card for the format, especially since the format is mostly back row based. It speeds up a lot of old school decks, dude, and I like that. Yeah, I like that. Exactly. Yeah. When it comes to uh, Yu Gi Oh!, when it comes to them thinking about the old school, I like that. I like that a lot. And this is one of the best formats that everybody tell me I should be playing in, but I have to get my life in order. <laughs> yeah. No, I so, got you. But this Yo. is like, this is the second format I've missed where it's my format and I've decided to get my priorities straight. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you got to do that, though. You got to do that first. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you should just come back when fucking, when Dynamists come out, man. Oh, Shit's going to be I'm, good. I'm planning on uh, coming back next year after I saved up about three stacks. Yeah, I mean, that's about what it's, when I'm gonna uh, save up. Bosch is probably going to be coming out then in like yeah, a year I'm, or so, I'm right? Save six up. months? Yeah, I'm going to save up. Yeah, yeah, actually, what's, when I come back to Chicago, it's six months. So I don't uh, want to stop this conversation, but we are getting a little off topic. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 uh, you're good. I'm just letting you guys know. Okay, yeah. what, 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 what subject are we on that we could talk about? Well, I was going to say I just found this uh, Dynamis card that we didn't go over yet. Oh, um, and uh, you can only act. It's called Dynamis Rush. It's a trap card. You can only activate one Dynamis Rush per turn. And mm-hmm. special summon one Dynamis monster from your deck, and it's unaffected by other card effects, but it's destroyed during the end phase. That's so, the trap uh, card, right? Yeah, so could you yeah. use that, the uh, the Terran's effect, to negate the destruction effect? Um, just okay. destroy that and send it to your extra deck? The only... Alright, see, it's kind of weird. Because just like Axing is... Uh, its tower is unaffected by... Uh, it, like, I think it's, uh, its tower is unaffected by skill drain. I think it's related to that. Pretty much, uh, tower. It depends on like the order it happens. So like, if he got like, is this effect negated off the trap art? Um, I don't know, Michael. I'm sorry, he's looking up something. What was the question again? Uh, sorry. Uh, did you hear about the Dynamis Rush card we're talking about? Uh, no. Is, did they update the page? No, it's an older. It's a. I mean, older news. It's from the twelfth, I think. Oh. Oh no, it's from October 6th. It's basically a trap card that says uh, you can special summon a Dynamis from your deck. It's unaffected by other card effects, but it's destroyed during the end phase. Could you use Terran's effect to negate the destruction? Alright, now what does Terran's effect say? Uh, it said if another Dynamis card you control would be destroyed, you can destroy this card instead. Uh, if he's face up on board, then yes, you actually can. It's kind of like a... Uh, um, isn't it like double-edged sword technique? Well, you but it should be able to, but, but it's uh, un- yeah. even though it's... again we won't know until we actually see the the thing. So yeah, that yeah, wouldn't count, fall under it's unaffected by other card effects. Well, n- if he came out off of it, I'm pretty sure he would die. But if another one came off of it and he was on board, I'm pretty sure that he can save them by destroying himself. Because if you have uh, a six samurai on board already, that can you can destroy him instead of uh, the other six samurai. Um, and you double-edged sword technique, for instance, if you double-edged sword technique a Sheehan and a Kizan off of it, and you have, like, uh, Zanji on board during the end phase, you can save Sheehan by destroying Zanji, and you won't take the 25, you'll only take the 18 from, uh, Kizan. Decent. Yeah, I know that for sure, because I fought six times for, like, two years straight. Like, I lived with a person where we playtest all the time, it was nothing but Gear Gears versus six Sam's. Yeah. 
Um, so anyways, on to the next discussion. Uh, the best TCG exclusive archetype slash cards you guys uh, uh, think have ever existed. Can I say one right now? No! Yeah. I mean, yes. Four <laughs> <laughs> guy Tengu plants. Yeah. Oh my TCG god, TCG exclusive I... deck. Oh, dude. You know something weird? What? When, um, right when uh, Global got off the ban list... And everybody's playing like all those hot, like super meta decks. I actually won a whole tournament too old, everybody with Karkari Machina plant. <laughs> I mean, that deck is still pretty good. It like, is just... good, but it loses to Maxi. Yeah, exactly. Because he special yeah, summon and, like, what, 10 times Maxi a turn? Is like, yeah, Maxi is a very hot card right now. Very hot commodity. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah all of them, all of them are going up I'm, like crazy. I've always thought that the best TCG deck was Torguide Tengu plants. Yeah. Oh man, dude! Actually, yes, I, I agree with that. I actually did like Turgot Tangle Plant. I never played it during the time I was playing what Turgot Tangle Plant. That was when Turgot first came out. Tangle. That was when they was playing TG Tangle as well, right? Yeah, yeah, TGs. Also, I was playing also, gadgets at that point in time. Shit, it was, it was, it was crazy. I loved it. Guys, guys, yes. I'm so what? Bad, what? They have to go. What? No, no. We just. Alright. Alright, well thank you for stopping by. Something came up. I would like to be on the next one. Yeah. So we will definitely we will definitely talk, but I do sadly have to go. Alright, man. Alright. Message me, man. I miss you, dude. No oh, es bueno, mi amigo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little busy if you guys Alright, for sure. See ya. Later. I don't know if you guys could hear all that water running. I was washing my hands a lot because I'm making me something to eat for tonight. I'm kind of hungry and I, I'm like very hungry, so I'm making. Yeah, I, I haven't even I, I haven't even eaten yet. I just came straight home and got here on the cast. Yeah, yeah same here. So commitment. Same here. I was like, I might as well do it while. I, yeah. I had so that's soon. right. You heard it here, folks. We're sacrificing food just to talk to you guys. Yep. <laughs> not we me. I'm making it right now. <laughs> whether you like it or not. <laughs> um. So, anyways, TCG. What, Michael? What's your? What do you think is the best TCG card or TCG exclusive card? Um, TCG oh, exclusive card. Um, or archetype, whatever. Um. Really? Because I'm always gonna say target single plants. Good. You you're gonna I say mean, Turgot Tangle Plant? I if you if you want to go all the way up to current or if you want to go past, how are we going? Current or past? I I mean ever all time. Of all ever. time? Yeah, man. No, no, I don't mean like necessarily just a TCG exclusive right now. That's something I got to sit down to think about and contemplate on my life because uh, that is a uh, a really good uh, discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. I want to. I'm not sure if I can actually come up with one on my own. I'd have to say, my, my, my first favorite? answer is to just say Dante. Yeah, first, yeah. Individual card. Individually? Actually, my favorite one I would say is... Hmm. That's a very good question. I'm going to go ahead and say Wind Up Shark. Wind Up Shark is actually a very good TCG exclusive. Uh, yeah, because I mean it made oh, the deck. Oh, no, wait. Photon Saber Tiger. <laughs> Because I love I'm, I'm pretty sure I told you guys a story about this, didn't I? No, I don't think about so. About how the guy who who created the card got appealed at the 100th YCS in Long Beach. 
Wait, what? What? I, I, I didn't tell you the story? No. no. Uh, Jerome McHale, the guy who designed Photon Saber Tiger, uh, he was working as a floor judge during day two of the one Earth YCS, I think. He was the, uh, day one or day two, I can't remember off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, uh, he was working as a floor judge one of those days. And uh, he actually got appealed on a ruling on Photon Saber Tiger. Uh, wow. And well, so, uh, the uh, yeah, he, he took the appeal. He went took it to the head judge, who was, uh, I believe, Andrew Bowling was there. He was like, uh, he's like, uh, I'm... This is a, a new card, so I'm not quite familiar with how it works. But we actually have the guy who made the card here. Uh, so let me talk to him. So he turns over to Jerome. He's like, you made this card, right? Is this how it works? And Jerome's like, no, that's not how it works. Damn, and, that's awesome. And the dude who made that him feel awesome. his face just, like, dropped. So he's like, what he just appeared. He, uh, I don't even know what the ruling was. It just knows he, he made a ruling on Photon Saber Tiger. And he made the card. So... Oh, wow. You, you want to hear the biggest misplay I've ever done in my life? Yeah, does it involve Photon Saber Tiger? No, actually, it involves Lose One Turn when it first came out. Yeah, go for it. Alright, so I thought that it can work in the battle phase. <laughs> when it first came out, I was like, this card is so busted. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I'm going to run three of them. This guy. You mean the damage step? No, no, during battle phase. He uh he specialed Valk, he specialed Unicorn. I'm okay, cool. And the way the card was read, the way the card uh was worded, I was like, maybe, maybe you can't activate in the battle phase. Let me go ahead and try it anyway. I'm like, there's no match. I'm I'm one up anyway. So I did it. And it turned out that they negated the monster's effect, but they never switched to defense. They go to defense on summon. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was like I was like, but I was like, Wait, well what? that sucks. <laughs> yeah, like you can't, all right, so if if they activate, like, for instance, if they activate Kaleidoscope or anything like that, you have to activate Lose One Turn prematurely. Right, so that it that's, activates before it special summons the monster. Yeah, and that's one thing I don't no. like about it. Like, that, that's, yeah, what they, it, that's what they explained to me. Yeah, if an effect monster is special summon in attack position, change it to defense position. So he's saying it doesn't turn already special summon monsters into defense position. Oh, not right, previously, right. no. Right. No, you can. Yeah. You can. You chain it to the summon. You yeah. You can. You can respond to the summon with it and still activate it. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't. I didn't want to respond to the summon. I thought I was like, oh man, I'm gonna be slick. Let me try and do it. I thought I was wrong. I was like, okay. Oh. And it turned out it didn't yeah. work that way. No, it won't do anything that you know previously summoned. Right. Yeah. I still won that game. He had, he has the Galaxy Cyclone to get his effects off. So. Good news, guys. <laughs> What's say. up? Howdy. I was wondering why you joined back in. Yeah, I'll uh, he's back. You guys the, like, for a stopping point, but yes, I also I'm, I can stay. Yay! Well, so, you're talking about. I'm I'm looking for my own TCG exclusive that I love. Um, I think the best one is Tour Guide, obviously, but um, let's let me look for my favorite. Tour Guide is one of the best ones. One of the best ones. Torgad is one of the I best wouldn't... cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! history. It is. It is one of the best cards. Uh, well, yeah. Guys, I actually, found more Dynamis cards. Can I okay. actually report something? 
Yeah. Bogart Knight is the best TC exclusive in history. Oh, yeah. I hate Bogart Knight. Like, that's like, I hated that deck. I've always hated X Sabres. I ran X Sabres for a while. Man, that was I when it. I decided, that was when I decided to want to be good in Yu Gi Oh! When I first started to want to be good. And I always played against nothing but X Saber players when their deck was good. And I always just lost to them. Was this pre or post Rescue Cat banning? Uh, Rescue Cat time, actually. Uh, Cold Wave time. <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah, and and the, the worst part was I was playing Jirox, so it was bad. <laughs> I would it was bad. I run into a posture, I lost. <laughs> you said what? I would definitely put Tour Guide above this card. Like, I think this card's very good, obviously, but I think Tour Guide, like, Tour Guide's impact was so much bigger yeah. than what Bogart did. Yeah, because yeah, especially Tour with guide, the. There's also Max C. Max C is a TC exclusive. Oh yeah. Wait, Max C is a TCG exclusive? Oh, it was. Was. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I like that. I approve. I like that. Okay, well, I'm going with Max C. Actually, no. I'm I'm gonna. This is a card that's better than Tour Guide too. Gateway. What? Gateway Gateway was a TCG exclusive. Yeah. It it was. Oh shit. It was. I'd have to say Gateway is the best TCG exclusive then. One, that card's one gateway, busted. With the old school six sales, one Gateway and, a, and three Cunnings, you lost. <laughs> yeah. Gateway and three Cunnings is, is, is game. Especially since you got the... I can respect Gateway being the answer. You said what? I can respect Gateway being the best one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gateways, yeah, it was everything in one. It was a Rota... It was a booster. It was a monster reborn. It was, it, uh, that card was crazy. Yeah, fuck Gateway. <laughs> Cards never coming back. Oh, man. What if it do? Don't say that because a lot of cards have been coming off this ban list that have been creeping me out. <laughs> man, I mean, the only ones that we can be sure we'll probably never see are Gateway and Stratos. Gateway <laughs> and Stratos? Sir, I saw a crush card. You know how 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 hurtful it is playing Cleef Force against crush card? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it, this is how sad it is. Like, I was so predictable. Like, well, I was so known for playing machines that everybody who played any deck that can put Crest Card in it mained Crest Card. Yeah, man. I'm actually considering putting Crest Card in my tunes. And uh, for some reason, dude, it always hit me turn one. That's what it does, man. It's the way of the it Crest so, Card. It's so sad because this is exactly how I do it. I'll activate. Summoners are, they'll go crush card. I'll be like, okay, I lose my whole hand. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just scoop and go to game two. Yeah, they don't even know what you're playing. Yeah. They don't need to know. Better to get the information from them. That's true. And just Always good to side get against from them. them first. Yeah, don't let them know what you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't like letting my opponent know what I'm playing. Uh, I'm, But sometimes I feel like I'm, I have no choice but to... Like when they when they leave you with that no choice, like right. they they'll play secretive and you play secretive and then you like I gotta make a play or my 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 board to be locked up. Right. I hate those. I hate those. That's that's why I like I noticed that's what Patrick Hoban does. He waits. He waits until you reveal what you're playing first. Yeah, man. I. It's sad. I, I like Patrick Hoban as a player. I think he's really skillful. I mean, I I I've got my opinions about the whole. Siding out the gin thing. No, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. Believe it or not. All right. See, 
I, I, I completely respected it because of one thing. If you can right. literally use your fame to have people follow, uh, to have people agree with you, then that's a technique you can use in this game to win. Like, right. or not, like, like sometimes even some of the greatest players take penalties just to get a win. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> LeBron I mean, James travels like... a lot, and he's still I known mean, as one of the greatest players out there. I mean. I hate his guts, and I also hate like someone like Aaron Diaz for like blatantly cheating at a Magic tournament. No, I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like, I I don't I don't agree with blatantly cheating, but sometimes if you need to, like some players need to fight dirty to win. Uh, what are we talking about? Who's that? Uh, I'm just blatantly. saying in general. I'm talking about how Aaron Diaz cheated at a magic tournament, and it was all on camera. How? He drew an extra card. Oh, that one. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, Yeah, he didn't get caught at all. Yeah, he drew drew an an extra card in his opening hand. How would he think he'd get away with that? (laughs) Dude, do you know, it's... It's a lot of ways that people can like blatantly cheat in front of people, and they, and like the judges don't pay attention, and it be it be so it be so sad because you'll lose because of that judge not paying attention. You're in the heat of the moment, even though even though as a player it's your responsibility, you're still in that heat of the moment. You lose that ability of concentration. That's why the judges are around. I mean, I'd, I'd like to clarify. I don't think what Patrick Hoban did was cheating. I think it was just kind of a dick move. No, 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 no. Like that wasn't cheating. Like I, I just fucking hate his guts. No, it wasn't. The- by the literal definition of cheating, it was not cheating. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it definitely it was, was a dick move. It definitely I mean, was. Yeah, I'll definitely. It's not illegal, but I'll definitely put it in the realm of dick move. Yeah. But the reason but, why I personally don't like him is because he deceives the players that look up to him by by topping with a bad build of a deck that that people will copy, and then the next event playing the better build of that bad build. That is true because last year, and he does that to get easy wins by beating everybody that copied his bad build. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But believe it or not, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's the player's fault for copying them. That is their fault. I'll back Sharky up on that one. Okay, I'm back. What are we talking about? Patrick Hoban. Oh my god. Patrick Hoban? No, no, no. No, not Patrick Hoban. Net Deckers. In general, I. I don't really have respect for net deckers themselves because of the fact of copying somebody's deck and watching a YouTube video, you might as well just be that person. So this is very interesting to me because, like, I'm so like obviously I play Magic now, and it, the only game that cares about net decking is Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, yeah, seriously, it's a because... really big deal about net decking. Like, it's like this like crime when like all you're trying I mean... to do is like play the most optimal deck, right? That's why you net yeah. deck is because you don't know what the deck, how the deck necessarily should be, and net decking is what you're doing. But so many people just like consider it like cheating or like an original. Like, I, I don't think there's. I'm one of the few players of Yu-Gi-Oh that does not care. Yeah, like you shouldn't care. Like the the one thing you should care about is like playing the best deck. You should be playing to win the game. And like, but I will say though, but I will say though, I have a disclaimer. Whenever I top and somebody asks me for, for for my deck profile, they have to pay me. No, no. <laughs> see, see, see. That's one. That's funny, but it's one thing I don't respect because of. Um, that's uh, uh, it's a, it's a player in Chicago. It's a player in Chicago. I'm not gonna. 
I'm not going to disclose any names, but if you want information on the meta, if you feel lost towards the meta and things like that, and you go to him, he will charge you for this information. Yeah. Do I know this person? Y- y- all of us know him. Like, literally. He's one of the best players in Chicago. But basically, like, the reason why I have some, I'd have to charge somebody for a deck profile is because I put hours out of my days to, to like, perfect my build. So I want to get paid for my time. Okay, quick I'm, question. But before I say my response, what are we not allowed to say on this podcast? <laughs> Uh, you can say whatever the fuck you want. It's the internet. Okay, you just can't, cool. You just can't say that someone is sponsoring us. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Even though we just that. totally did. <laughs> Let's yeah, whatever. This, man. Um, I smoke a We're lot. We're sorry, of weed. Apple. <laughs> I'm one of. I'm. A, I smoke a lot of weed. I find my strategies quicker when I smoke weed. Like literally, I'm able to build my deck instantly when I smoke some weed. Like that's when I'm like one of the the peak and my deck building, my skills and things like that. So. That that's how I get it. So like the hard work and determination when it comes to this game like that, it's not it's it, it's not that hard. Like it's been proven countless number of times. And believe it or not, thanks to Connor's draft, it's made me a better player when it comes to deck building skills, preserving uh, preserving and things like that. The only thing you can do in this game is find new techniques to win. That's the only thing you can do. Like you can only adapt. There's nothing you can do in this game that causes you to lose any abilities. There's and no- I'd just like to uh, mention that the Sacking for the Wind podcast is sponsored by marijuana. <laughs> uh, cannabis. Uh, anyway. <laughs> cannabis. <laughs> but, but, cannabis. The gateway but drug that isn't really a gateway to anything. It's cannabis, it, not cantabus. A, it's, it's cannabis. <laughs> Learning the abyss. Uh, I yeah. cannabis leave it. <laughs> that, uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go. Really, I'm gonna go hang myself right now. No, 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 no. That was that was terrible. <laughs> we, we have talked about the cube a couple of times today, Sharky. Okay. Yeah. I kind of miss it, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I do miss the cube because, like, a lot of players nowadays, when they ask me, they like, "How do you hit that skill level?" Like, it's one guy. He I study everything about Shadows, but he's never beaten me. And I, I told him, I said, "Bro, when it comes to it, like." Play this thing called a cube draft. Play battle pack draft. It will teach you conservativity. It will teach you how the game was back then, so you can know how to serve, conserve your cards now. Yeah, I think That's, that was one of the things I learned by coming back was how not to overextend all the time. Yeah, rule rule and number like, one. That's rule number one. Do not overextend. Yeah, that is rule number one. Yeah, and it, I mean it's it's good advice, and like that's one of the things that like one of the benefits from watching games with quote unquote pro players and stuff, like watching matches with Billy Brake and like Patrick Hoven and stuff, is that they know when to set their cards and when not to, and like when exactly things should go out of their hand, and like it, it's but, just something that you can only learn by observing but, people that are actually doing it. That that or or hear me out on this. A nice handful of those players do take drugs, and they do not take weed. They don't. They don't smoke weed. You're talking about Adderall. Yes. Yeah. They, they take Adderall. There's and... a lot of players in a lot of games that take stuff like Adderall. Like, yeah, man. Did you hear that? Uh, the tr- MLG's trying to get a drug test for League of Legends because there are people that just like do a bunch of Adderall and play all night. Yeah, you you got to think about it. You focus. You focus. Um. 
like very hard. You you focus to the point where you can't Adderall like. Adderall was cheating. Yeah. What? To me, Adderall it really was... is. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not down with that at all. I don't take. I don't take Adderall. I don't. I don't do drugs. My friend took Adderall French. at Brooklyn Regional last month. He got third place. And he usually does pretty terribly at, at locals. No, no. <laughs> one, one of the players from Chicago, he took Adderall, and he beat at Nationals in Tennessee. He beat four YCS champions back to back two O's. Damn. Just disgustingly uh, demolished them. Use them. Kind of sounds use, like it. Kind of sounds like we're advocating to take Adderall. <laughs> It um, keeps saying um, no, but it keeps saying. Uh, guys, no. I would like to talk about the newest sponsor for the second for the one podcast. Um, no, Mall, I don't know. No. <laughs> it makes you win, but you're a dick. <laughs> it, it do, it do. If you want to be that guy? Adderall is your friend. Well, yeah. And you wonder where all the Funny. hand shuffling comes I, from. I remember, I remember when Billy Brake admitted to taking Adderall at YCS's, and, like. At, and people just keep on thinking that, that, that that's, what, that's what they thought that he got his wins for. Uh, Mike, Mike, quick question. Is, Mike, you're still here, right? Uh, no, I'm not here. Okay, <laughs> all right, cool. Anyway, let me not ask you a question then. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so... Well, I mean, did not judge, answer. You judged the Tennessee Nationals, right? Uh, the WCQ, yes, I was there, yes. Okay, quick question. I want to know. Everybody wants to know what happened to Patrick Hoban day one. He was undefeated or X one, and they see no poof. He wasn't in day two. Um, you know what? I don't know. I was uh, I was doing the feature matches all weekend, so I was literally watching one table the entire weekend, and Patrick uh-huh. Hoban never came over there. Cause I know I heard his last match he played against. I forgot who it was, but everybody he's playing against, and um, my friend Terrell told me, everybody he played against, he's playing Necros, and every game he went first turn to Cherry Beast. What? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I, I heard about this. It's because, so he didn't know, or he said he didn't know, that it required only Earth Monsters. Right? Yeah. And so and no one called him on it the whole time. And that's Yeah. Because he beat who? Like the last round or something, and then got DQ'd for it. He beat no, no. The last person he beat was Corey McDuffie. That was the last person he beat. Oh, it was pro Magic player Corey McDuffie. Yeah, and and I'm not gonna lie, like Corey McDuffie, in a lot of players' eyes, even in my eyes, I respect him, but at the same time, I don't respect him because, like, he's a great player, but he doesn't know his rulings. And when I say he doesn't know his rulings. He literally during uh, um what is the name of those things? Not the attack of the giant card, but the the beta. What is those called? What are those called? The beta the beta formats. Yeah, the those beta like the, beta, the beta, beta formats. Yeah. He was yeah he was in there playing against a chamber in YCS Chicago, and he asked the judge if I book a moon lava, a lava golem, do I still take the thousand damage? Nah. <laughs> and I heard that out of my own ears, and I was like. What? I'm like, and these players are like better than me. Like these players are well known, better than me. And like, well, to to be like, fair, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh isn't Corey's first game. Yeah, yeah. it's magic. I mean, like he well, is hardcore magic. Like he can tell you literally anything about magic ever. Like he's that, like, that's yeah. like Corey McDuffie okay. on a magic scale is like someone who's like 
like considered a good independent player. Like, like again, the yeah. uh, like the ARG circuit is called the Sarsky mm-hmm. Games Open Circuit, and he's someone who's considered like a grinder of those things. But like, and like he's played on the Pro Tour, so like he's a very good Magic player. He oh, just, I'm not he hasn't, like he isn't like considered like anywhere near the like the top echelon of like pros. Or whatever. Okay. Oh yeah. Thank also, I don't know. Go, I don't know if you guys know this, but. Uh... The uh, the guys who won the last three WCQs are all from the same local. Really? Yep. So before we go, oh, to and they're topic, all they're all about a half hour from my house. Decent. That, I want that to makes post, sense. I just posted something in the chat. It is of a Magic the Gathering guy named Christopher Morris Lent. He won a mm-hmm. a Magic tournament on shrooms. On shrooms? Oh what? my god! If you Holy go, go wow. to the bottom, go no, to like I am the reading this right away. I saw a Yu-Gi-Oh player win on uh, like win t- matches on shrooms, but it was hilarious. He's playing Light Swarms, and throughout the whole match, he kept describing his cards. <laughs> so, so, so like when he was playing, he was like charge the light brigade. Uh, the effect is charge the light brigade. I send two Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, send three Yu-Gi-Oh cards to the graveyard, and I search for a Light Swarm Yu-Gi-Oh card. That's exactly how he said it. Like slightly below the middle of the article, there's a top eight picture, and it's oh very, my god, it's very obvious <laughs> to tell which one he is. Wow, I'm gonna check Holy that shit. out. <laughs> He's fucking tripping out. No, like the the, the Yu Gi Oh player who was tripping out, like he was tripping out because he had OTJDs, like all his stuff was high as rarity. <laughs> and so, like when he summoned the JD, he just stared at it before he even did anything. He just put it on the board and just stared at it for a minute. I I don't understand that. Oh, that's not damn. What is that? What? What is that, sir? Michael. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's my jam. And you guys have my shrooms. It's actually just like the funniest thing ever. So, anyways, uh, this would be a good time to bring up the ARG format, which is next on our agenda. So, yeah, so, like, did they announce what they're going to do with, like, what is that? Like, I heard about this. It's their their own personal ban list, technically. It's actually Mm -hmm. very good. I'm not so excited about it. I I like it because, like, I'm a back row person. Uh, At first, I've grown to hate traps, but then when I played gadgets, I ended up loving back row. Um, But... It's 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 really good because it gives those decks that can't really top in the new in the original circuit that chance to top. Right. Like Satellas, yeah, in in that format is very deadly. Like they're a deck that everybody's like, oh shit, we got to worry about them because they have double torrential. You see what I'm saying? Like they they have they have more back row to actually be able to fight outside of just Nova. The OCG list to me is still better. It's, so it's better than ARG, you think? It's better than both. It's better than both because, like, their format, like, it's actually an OCG player. He came from the OCG, and he's, uh, in, he resides in Chicago. He hangs out with Uriel, actually. And, um, he, like, he plays so much different from, like, an average player does in Chicago. <laughs> I would know. He, he plays <laughs> yeah, so man, much different. Yeah, man, he played different. in the OCG. Like, he literally, like, it's so weird. He's from Thailand, too. He's actually made it to... Multiple nationals. He topped one of their events. One of their nationals or something like that. Yeah, 
when I first yeah. heard about this, like, ARG doing its own band list thing, I thought it was the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and I still very much hold that opinion. I, I also think... hold the same opinion. I, I, I thought it was going to be... At all. Here's my I thought it was going to be horrible, but it's not bad. I watched so... the matches. They're not bad. So here's my reason why. Um, I think it's it's bad. To me, it's bad from multiple perspectives. One, it's a way for ARG to raise the to like dictate the market on cards, and I just Mm -hmm. that's and guess who vends at their own tournaments? Correct. Like it it seems in in some degree it's a blatant cash grab. Um, Number two, um, this all this is doing so. There was a series of articles that came out every, uh, like every band list. It was like, like the Patrick Hobans of the world came out and said, yeah. uh, "I love this game. I think this game is great. Here's what I think should be on the band list to make it better." And it was literally just like, like seventy changes, and it was like just like nonsensical bullshit. Just like, oh. oh, I don't think any of these cards are skillful. Like, this card doesn't see any play at all, and it will never see any play, but because it's not a skillful card, and it lets you win games you shouldn't, it should be banned. And like, Oh, that's true. Because they so hit, like, they I, hit, like, they what hit. I feel like this is, is like, it's literally just a way for, like, to stroke the, like, people, who, like, the pros' dicks, and just be like, you know those, like, like, wish lists you always wanted? Well, here you go. Now it's a format. So, like, of all the things you've ever wanted... Like, if you want me to do a reach around with the, like, the blowjob I'm giving you, like, what do you want? So, like, I don't like, think I just... would quite put it that eloquently, but yes. Um, <laughs> I, no, I mean, I one of the, you uh... see my face or my response to what you said, because that was something that I couldn't disagree with. <laughs> now, is it the, one of the, uh, uh, committee guys who does the ARG ban list... He legit wanted to put Stratos at three. What? Yeah, this was an actual... They actually said this when they made their first ban list, is one of the guys legit wanted to put Stratos at three. Of course. Oh you, do you know... Because do you it's know such they, a great idea. Because, you know, have, Stratos is banned for no good reason. Oh, of course he's banned for no good reason. Think about it. He doesn't start OTKs. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he I mean, yeah, yeah, that's insane. All you do is normal summon him. And search for and dark, uh, dark settlements. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you summon Stratos and then proceed to win. All you need to do is just hero lives into Stratos, and then you have, like, an OTK right there. You A hero lives into Stratos. Stratos search out Blaze Man, a.k.a. Mr. 420. Um, <laughs> you, you search him out, summon him, add Polly, dump Shadow Mist. Shadow Mist search for Bubble Man. And off the strength of that, you have, like, an amazing, what, plus three? For half your life points, you plus three? I also think ARG openly just making, like, a whole independent circuit with a completely different ban list openly, like, makes them, like, kind of openly admit that they think the game is, like, completely just, like, a flawed game. Not even, like, like a broken game, as in, like, there's a lot of powerful things you can do, but, like, that the game is just inherently flawed, so much so in their opinion that they need to make this whole different list. Well, I feel like that. What What's it? ARG they think they can. Like, they think they can do better, and they've like, yeah. proven. They, they've proven it's, consistently it's, it's, that they can't. No, that's true. That's true. Because all they're doing now is just grabbing attention, trying to grab attention from the players who ride, 
like for instance Billy Break, Hoven's nuts. They're, that's all they're trying to do: keep their attention and be the number one selling and, hard shots. And, I mean, and like, like their entire campaign is like Konami's doing everything wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And you know why they're doing that? Because they're petty. If they learn to let that go and just do it for the love of the players, then you will get your customer base. That's believe it or granted, not, that's how bridge look. Granted, there was, there is one thing that I resent Konami for is is not having the ability to use Japanese cards. Yeah. I, I don't Can agree you do with that, that in the RG format? No. Uh you can't. Because of the fact of there are OCG exclusives, so that's the only reason. Because there are OCG exclusives. Right, I'll be right back, guys. Mm-hmm. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh, oh, clips. The real lure, like to ARG, that that most people just get blended by, is is just the cash. No, yeah, no, they, they just cash. they just started giving cash payments, which well, they, I think oh, is incredibly disrespectful. The, it, it it is, but at the same time, it's good for players. It's good for players like me. Not, no, not I mean, no. The not, thing is, no, it's it's entirely disrespectful to the guy who made the game. <laughs> explain, like, explain, Kazuki Takahashi. He Kazuki Takahashi. He said he, he doesn't want his game being played for money. Exactly. And that and that's why Konami can't do cash prizes. Is because I brought this up in the last podcast, but. A common misconception is that Konami controls things, which they don't. Konami is... Konami... uh, Yeah, uh, Shueisha is the people who actually run the Yu-Gi-Oh card game. Which Shueisha is the people who own Shonen Jump. So they dictate what can and can't go in Yu-Gi-Oh. And since Kazuki Takahashi says no cash prizes, that's why. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know, offering cash prizes for a game that, you know, the creator says he doesn't want cash prizes for is entirely disrespectful. I mean, if you I, want I cash prizes, it's, if you That's... want cash prizes, there's so many other card games that, you know, freely offer them. Magic is the big one. Go ahead, have one. Huh? Like, it's one, it's like a catch I'm letting you cool off of like, like, if, they, if they offer cash, they are being disrespectful. Like, I completely with you, completely with you 100%. And it's and funny because. At first, no. they put I, I understand that that's disrespectful. I understand it's disrespectful, but you have to realize one thing. If he doesn't want his game to be for cash, like he shouldn't have made it because there's going to be a secondary market no matter what it is. No. I no mean, matter and what that's understandable, but, but no, he doesn't want people actively playing the game for cash. Yeah, and like, but the, here's the, the catch, this catch 22 of it is like, you either have a game that is like, disres- you disrespect the guy who made the game, or you like, are you taking less serious of a game because you don't do cash? It's like really, it's one of those really awkward things. And it's like, I mean, like Pokemon. Neither side, is, neither side is right. Neither side is more oh, right or wrong. Wait, Pokemon works is actually very genius because yeah, what Poke- they do, Pokemon doesn't do cash prizes either, and they're getting no, more and more popular. Technically, no, no. Technically, no, no, like, but the way but Pokemon is gonna all no, 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 guys. So, so Pokemon is gonna always stay around though. You you get you get quote unquote scholarship money. But if you're already in college and just don't need it, it just turns into cash. Yeah, I love yeah, the way Pokemon does his price system. Yeah. That's what happened with uh, Jimmy. Into cash if, it, if you don't need a scholarship. Yep. It's great. I like yeah. that. Um, like, I, I understand that the, the Konami doesn't want to do or whoever doesn't want to do cash. Like, I understand that. But, like, I think they can do, like, a, more, a better price structure than, like, than they do, and I think that's what the real problem is, is that 
the price structure for stuff like YCSs is actually just not great. It actually really is. Again, I brought this up during the last podcast, but if you do the math, it's almost as good, if not a little bit better, than what the ARGs offer. Because well, at every, the ARGs, like, offer true, but, but you gotta I mean, every, I mean uh, if you take every, the MSRP yeah, of the prizes, like they're giving out PS4s, Xbox Ones, um, the winner gets a full uh, flight there and back from the WCQ and a paid hotel room. Yep. Yeah. Which can go up to a couple, a few thousand dollars. It's not the um, it's not the, the MSRP that I have a problem with. It's like the items that they choose. I think they can just be better. Like, I, I mean, think they would you would you say no to a free PS4? I mean, no one would I say mean, no to a free PS4. That is true. A plane ticket? I mean, would you say no I, to I like, like a plane uh, ticket? I like well, the plane well, ticket. Well, I'll say yes. Would you say no to a Minerva that can get you a free two thousand dollars easy? I'm okay with no. the price card, and I'm okay with the the plane. But like everything else, like but like the other people who don't win is the problems that I have. Like, That's like, the thing; that, they don't win. So why are they getting more than what they get? Yes, but I mean, a lot of people work hard well. to get that far. A lot of people I mean, should the winners naturally get more. That's true, and I, I'm not disagreeing with that. It's it's what the other things get. I just think could be more creative than whatever the newest system is. I ain't wake you up, did I? All right. Uh, I mean, but yeah, yeah, like, like I, I, like I, I agree that it, the prizes should be a little better. Like, I understand a PS4, that's cool, that's good. A, a prize card that's worth money, that's cool, that's good. But like, like for instance, players work hard to make it to day two. You, huh? No, you gotta, you gotta go through eleven rounds. Let's put it this way, right? Play, the, the way I see play, it. You still, you still don't deserve anything if you, if you go to day two. I agree. You say you don't? No, you don't. It was, it was multiple accounts where I, like, I could have made like, day two. I could have made like top the price 32. Support is, like, but, go at least top 16, and, the, and then that grants you something. Like, Just going to day two doesn't mean shit to me. Like, honestly, like, like one eleven rounds is nothing like in terms of, like, how you decide, like, a top 32. And, like, top 32 is also just way too many people. It should really just be, like, a top 8, maybe, like, a top 16. I actually liked it when they did drafts for top 16. I did, too. I did, I did, but didn't. The reason why I didn't was because the drafts are easily memorable to win with. Like, the first, the first copy of the draft, literally all you need is three copies of Tour Guide, a couple of Monarchs, some Poison Fogs, and your deck is set. That's literally the first, that's the first draft. That's like the best options to go is like tour guide, some monarchs, because like everything is slow. So if you get a tour guide and bring out a poison cloud, poison fog, you're doing so, damage and destroying a monster. The thing about me, then, because, because I, I'm i a huge Twitch like, like watcher, like, like a lot of streams. The reason why the draft thing never, never really held well with me personally is because it never made for like memorable final matches on stream. Right. Yeah, it's... It just makes straight demolishments. No, it just makes no, like, matches because you're not playing real decks. I would would Uh, agree with you on that simply because, like, um, Konami's never... Whoever makes the game... I'm just going to use Konami for, for, like, lack of a better term. But, like, they never made a real death department with, like, that they really put, like, time into and, like, really made sure that it was actually, like, fun, always fun and always unique, 
and that's a problem. That's oh, it is though. Problem. I mean, the thing the thing about that is, you know, Yu Gi Oh wasn't created to be a drafted game. Agreed. Like no there's way. there's there was never any scope in the design for drafting. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't like, initially. I, like I mean, they they kind of did. I mean, they kind of had to. I mean, you know, drafting was popular back then. I mean, drafting is still popular now. Magic players do it all the time. Right. Every Friday night, dude. I do. I, I, I mean, draft every Friday night, and I commentate on a draft every Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, it means it's a popular thing. But uh, like I said, the, I mean, the scope of the game wasn't created for drafting. Like yeah, it was, it was, they it put drafting in there as an, they put drafting in there as an afterthought. I mean, but you I like always want drafting top sixteen just because I like drafting in general. And it's nothing to do with like, like I'll draft like a, a crappy thing just because it's fun to me. You know, but I I understand that like it's not inherently like supposed to be drafted that way. But I mean, I like drafts, you know, because you know they're. In my opinion, they're just as skillful, if not more so, than constructed decks. I, I, I like draft. It, it is more skillful. I, I agree with that. I think it is pretty skillful having it, it the is. same exact card pool. I mean, and, you know, playing, like, playing the first few like... rounds, playing the first few rounds constructed, and then switching over to a draft deck. I mean, that takes two different skill sets to work with. So you have to be twice as skillful, you know, to win a yes. Right now, <laughs> watching games of War of the Giants decks it is hilarious. It really is. War of the Giants is a really funny draft pack. It really is. It's a it's a hilarious set. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that that's true. That's true. It does take two, 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 two completely different mindsets and things like that. But at the same time, when it comes to both, all like when it comes to drafts in Yu-Gi-Oh, it's real easy to study the list. It really is. I mean, like, I mean that's that's part of the skill set. You have to know what. You have to you have to know the cards. You have to know what their effects are. I mean, you can't go into it just blind. I mean, at YCS yeah, Atlanta true. two years ago, uh, Hoban skipped out uh, uh, both of his. Uh, he did he day two, but he skipped out on both of his uh, the first two matches because <laughs> he said he already knew he was going to top because he was undefeated yeah. up to that point. He skipped right. out his both of his day two matches because. Uh, uh, he wanted the, to practice format, right? Yeah, he wanted to practice yeah. Uh, drafting. Yeah. I mean, that, that's smart. That's smart. But at the same time, like, the reason why I say it takes, like, when, when it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> you can't forget anything that you're taught in this game. I feel like there is no reason for you to forget anything that you're taught in this game. Exactly. And, and so him saying that he needed to practice, no, he wanted to get some lunch. That's all. Not for two rounds. <laughs> He 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 wanted to get a nice faux salads because you know he's losing weight, so nice faux salads, <laughs> and, and and just look at his Yu-Gi-Oh cards while he take his Adderall. I mean that's that's pretty much all they really do. Like they practice, <laughs> they practice. It's true. Like Desmond and them, they practice, but they don't practice. Ooh, you turn off. They practice, but they don't practice. You know what I'm saying? Like I literally watched them a couple of times. I'm like, what makes these players so good? Because I want to be on that circuit. I want to be these na- that, that name player that when I walk into a car shop, a brand new car shop, people know who I am. Like they know who he is. But in, in, in general, when it comes to that, like they, they, they don't really practice. They, they do three-way duels and talk smack to each other all day and play GOAT. Yeah, play GOAT. I hate that, GOAT that's, Just let me say that. is so boring. It's it really is. 
It is, Super. it is, but it isn't because it does depend on what your hand is. All it, I see it does. is just like delinquent duo, and then you go like pass, and then you can't play. No, that's not true because I, I've actually hit a delinquent duo, graceful charity, pot duality first turn hand, and still lost. Damn. Yeah, yeah, and that's like the Don't best starting three cards. Hey, 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 don't talk about my bad playing skills. I've been like I said, though, I'm always going to call post primal the best meta. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys. Let's, uh, we were having the. We had like a half hour discussion about this before, about what the best meta was. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say what Connor said when we were talking about it before, which is the Macro Rabbit Chaos Dragons uh, Insectors format. That was a really I was good. running. That was yeah, a I was running good format. Like, and, like, even then, like, if you don't include those three decks, you still had, like, wind-ups on the fringe that won Nationals that year. Yeah. And by Tyler right. Corman. Um, you had, you had, you had wind-ups? You had that meta was actually kind of hilarious because it was... Because, like, 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 that that, that, that meta was the first time where a super rare card was 40 bucks. Yeah. The Injectors? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Hornet. Hornet was $40. I, well, I think Hornet it, and Shark was forty at that point in time, right? Hornet, yeah. yeah. Shark, no. Shark was twenty five. Yeah, Shark was twenty five. Hornet was like thirty five, forty, and then you know, yeah, the I remember that because uh, you really when it first came out, both of them. A funny thing about that set is uh, it came out right when I uh, started judging again. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think my first YCS uh, after I got back into it was YCS Orlando. And at that point, you know, the set had just come out, and through the course of judging, I think I got like maybe a case of that set, and I never pulled a single Hornet. No, uh, uh, when I when I get not the sneak peek, a I pulled one. one Hornet, and one, I pulled one Hornet and one Shark. I, I got like two play sets of Sharks, but I never ever got a single freaking Hornet, and I am still pissed about it. Order of Chaos is my favorite set of all time. Orcs. Order of Chaos I, is a very good set because I love, I love it. That it's set. my favorite. When I jumped in there, when I it's just like random. That was around the time I, I jumped in like my Galactic first Overlord. Region, really, Galactic Overlord was good. It even, was a good set even, though. Even I like Galactic Overlord because of. I like Galactic Overlord because of Heretics. I was gonna say that I like it because of. I like it because of Shark Thing and Big Eye. That that like Galactic Overlord sucks. It's a, real, it's a really I, good like, opinion. It has Galactic heretics, though. Or it was a good, good set. Um, it also had Tully Cardi. I would, that I would mention as like my favorites. Um, the first one is uh, D- uh, Duel's Revolution. D-Rail's one with Stardust, right? Not Solemn Judgment. Solemn Warning. Yeah. Yeah. Warning. Um, the other one being Return of the Duelist. Because it Return has the... Redo- yes. That set's great. Horus. <laughs> No, not that right? one. Is that Horus? No, oh. You're thinking of Soul of the Duelists. Yes, duh. I'm hmm. referring to Return of the Duelists, which has the Thunder Family archetype, and I will list off some of the, like, the... Oh, the, yeah. Your favorite are one of your favorite. Oh, yeah, dude. Easily my favorite deck of all time. Not cool. I remember you playing your Hunters. And, like, oh, man. getting regional invites with it. Um, yeah. So, um... This set included some favorites, just as Girgion X. Yeah. The whole the Girgion yes. archetype is in this set. Um, Very good. 
One of my oh, favorite sets. So before. bad though. Holy crap. Um, spellbook magician of prophecy. Spellbook of secrets. Oh what? Oh man, I like but that no format too. Chronomalies. Heroic. I wish those were good. Uh, dude, do you remember when I thought that that wind-up Chronomaly deck was going to be the new hotness? So bad. No. It was it, so freaking terrible. was actually supposed to be hotness. It was. It was I supposed to be hotness. Everyone thought Chronomalies were going to be really good, and I was like, you're stupid and wrong. But they yep. would have they would have if they came out earlier. Like, if, if the rest of the cards would have came out a lot earlier, it would have been wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? You know um, I still think it probably would have been bad. You think so? Think uh, about think it. In the format, in the format of in the format of artifacts and hat and things like that, playing Chronomaly artifacts would not have been that bad, especially since uh, you get Neverdisk. Oh, I mean, Neverdisk like, was with, also yeah, with an artifacts like engine. Yeah, that would be great. Be no one liked That's that. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I thought you were talking like you know, pure Chronomalies. No, no. Mm -mm, oh, yeah, okay, no. okay. Oh, never mind. We're on, the, we're on the same page now. Yeah, no, you, you gotta you gotta mix it with a lot of stuff to make it good. Like, you, you, like theoretically, the deck will plays like eight chronomalies and just like thirty-two good cards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Eight chronomalies and thirty-two good cards. Yo, Sharky, did you see the uh, the Breaker of Shadows uh, spoiler list? Speaking of generic good cards. No, I, I didn't. Oh yeah, we were just talking course. about this. The uh, the counter fairy. Yeah, oh, yeah, but the, yeah, they have yeah. a new the Mirror Force that basically... No, but the new Mirror Force books everything. Oh, and they can't what? change the battle position. Yeah. What? Yeah. Change all of your... When your opponent's monster declares an attack, you change all... Is it all attack position monsters or just ones they control? I don't remember. That's, That's not... Bases... Yeah, it turns them to face down defense position and their battle position can't be changed. <laughs> what? Dude, I'll, That's play, like, I'll play 3,000 Ghost Trick. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's, yeah, man. Bro, I'll play three of those in Gear Gear. Yeah, exactly. That card three is really good. Yeah. Three and anything. That that that's really good actually. They can put Necroz back on the map actually. Necroz haven't been doing that good. I I think it's a pretty busted card honestly. It's a very it's like you get three of that and three radiating mirror forces. Depending on the rarity, depending on the rarity, a easy twenty five bucks tops. Oh yeah. Yeah. Easy 25. That's actually a very good card. It's kind of sad now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, if it's a super rare, though, there's a hollow in every pack. So, like, oh, it's a hollow in every pack? So it's going to be a, it's gonna be a, 20, it's gonna be a 15 $20 card. Yeah, if it stays a super rare. Unlike, well, isn't Radiating Mirror Force a secret? As well as the other new one? Radiating Mirror Force is a secret. Yeah. And then, uh... Is that rarity bumped? Um... I don't remember actually. Radiant Mirror Force. Dang, that I'm looking so at you, cool. Nagi. What? Is that rarity bumped? Radiant Mirror Force. Oh, Radiant Mirror Force. Yeah. Yeah. What was it in the OCG? It was super in secret. <laughs> Wasn't it super in the uh, TCG? No, it's secret. No. Hmm. Radiant is yeah. Oh, Radiant Mirror Force. Oh, yeah. ignore me. I'm retarded. Not storming, not storming Mirror Force. Oh, wait. I'm retarded. Ignore What's me. What's Radiant Mirror Force? That's like the really shitty one. But yeah, wait, that's oh, the one that destroys the three Force? or more, yeah. Oh, I meant Storming Mirror yeah, Force. That, yeah, Storming Mirror oh, Force is I don't, what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't yeah, know about okay. that. 
Yeah, was that rarity bumped? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, what was in the OCG? It's super... Hey, quick question. When's the, next, when's the next podcast you guys are doing? Uh, we don't know yet. It's funny. Well, it's supposed to be a bi-weekly thing, but, uh, we did it, we did, like, two in, like, the course of four days. I have, I actually <laughs> own a Blazing yeah. Mirror Force, by the way. I was gonna say, have, I was gonna we say... We have a very, let... very loose conception of bi-weekly. Yep. I was gonna say, let me know when the next time you're gonna do one because my my girl just got off work and I gotta go talk to her. All right, man. All right, so I'll talk to all Thanks. you guys later. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. See you later, man. Oh, it's no problem. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, dude. Good talking to you. All right, for sure. I'll talk to all y'all later. All right. Peace out. All right. Bye. And then there were three. Again. <laughs> for the I think we're gonna... third time. Yeah, I think we're gonna wrap it up pretty soon. I think we've had a full discussion. Yeah, can't of can't have all the fun in one day. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anybody got anything else to talk about? Uh, uh, down the road, I would like to have like a full cube. To, uh, full I'm going to Japan in December. That's gonna be fun. Cube draft, and you're gonna be going to Japan in December. Yeah, I'm gonna Pegasus play one challenge. Is still the best. I'm gonna play, one and local. I love windups. And and then in my trip, I'm gonna play one locals, and that one locals is gonna be more fun than five months at a, at a TCG locals. Uh, I don't know about that, man. It's yeah, I think be. we need, we also need to uh, get better on segmenting these so people can find them easier. Yeah, because we went off topic a couple times. Yes, we did. I, mean, I don't feel like... I mean, I'll listen to the entire thing, and I'll, I'll make notes, possibly. But, I don't know, that seems like a lot of work to do for this one guest. And perhaps next time we could do better about not getting off topic. What is this picture right here? My stuff. Nice. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, got, hey. Got trades. <laughs> trades? <laughs> trades? 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 Oh my gosh, like those birds in Finding Nemo. No, dude, have you seen that uh, South Park episode where they have the homeless people and they just walk around going, change? I have. No? No. Yeah. I, I haven't that's, seen that's South Park since... I haven't what? seen South Park since high yeah, school. Yeah. Oh my god. Man, I actually, man. Really, actually really hate that show. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> the, the humor is fucking terrible. It, it is pretty terrible sometimes, but they've gotten a lot more political recently, which it's pretty funny. So, like, I don't like that show. Like, I used to love that show. But there came, there came a point when it became, like, I feel like they tried to shove a message into every episode. And I feel like the beauty of what that show was was that it can be completely ridiculous, not make any sense, until the last two minutes where everything comes together. And now it just feels like they're just shoving it in your face throughout the whole time. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think is what made reason. that show. I feel like. <laughs> I will give you that. that. No, I mean, I think a lot of cartoons that are getting older now have fallen by the wayside with their original style. Because I'm a huge fan of animation. Like, The Simpsons is my absolute favorite show of all time. But I will have to admit that the writing recently has just dropped off considerably from what it used to be. I mean, it is the longest running animated series ever. <laughs> It's actually the longest-running scripted TV show in history. Really? Yeah. I thought it was just oh, anime. Yeah. I, would, I thought. I nope. actually, I would think that that trophy would go to Simpsons. 
Yeah, it's longest scripted TV, longest running scripted TV show in Holy history. Holy Jesus! Yeah, have to man. Be, like, no, no, like I, I think I'm totally sure that I think I'm totally sure that Simpsons beats it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Mash and Gunsmoke. That is incredible. And... Yeah. Because I knew it was the longest running animated show, but. Yeah, no, it was like two years ago or something. They got that title. But like, damn. Mm-hmm. And they're still going. They still got two more seasons for Fox, at least. So, like, they're going to have that championship belt for a while. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think we're going to end it right here. Sweet. <clears throat> so, I'm going to have to end the call to end the recording, but I'll just start it back up. So, uh, say your goodbyes, guys. Goodbye. See ya. Yeah. Ultimate Pegasus Challenge is still the best ever. Play Magic Gathering. Don't. Don't be a bitch. I love wind-ups. Good night and good luck. <laughs>